0: dinner uh, this evening and we had ramen and I decided to put some shrimp in the ramen. Usually we have it with chicken. We didn't have very much chicken. So we threw in some shrimp in there. Um, Strangely enough, my daughter, Josie did not like the shrimp. So she asked uh, my wife for napkin, set it to the side and started putting her shrimp on the napkin. And I told her, Josie, what are you going to name your napkin? She was like, what are you talking about? I said, "You you could call your napkin Barbara Th- and then you can throw another shrimp on the Barbie. And uh, my wife just had a little smirk come across her face. And then Ollie started doing the same thing, which was so weird. Oliver, th- th- both uh, all my kids like shrimp. I don't get why they were taking their shrimp out of their, their ramen. So I asked Oliver, what are you going to name your napkin? You know, actually, if you don't want it to be a female, you can name your napkin Robert. That way you can throw your shrimp on the Bobby. Mm. So Mm. my wife literally said, are you going to tell Nate these jokes when you record? Mm. (laughs) And, uh, so here we are. Welcome Pain. to another episode of the backlog Pain. breakdown, uh where we share terrible dad puns and jokes and no, no actually. We, uh, we don't. You do, and I hate it. And I hate it. I loathe
1: it. Like right uh, now, I am I am so so I'm not I'm not mad, I'm just disappointed.
0: Why did I allow
1: this? Oh, this is my fault. I didn't have a bit, and you're like, I have something, and I, and and then you, you did that you to fell me. For it. you, <laughs> it's like I trusted you, and you failed me.
0: But but oh. was it a failure? Anyways, uh, thanks mm. for tuning in for another episode. I'm Josh, one of your co-hosts, and obviously you, you can hear Nate is here as well. I we're am. here. Yes, I, no? I I'm Maybe? here,
1: and I'm I'm just I'm I'm disappointed disappointed
0: like, disappointed <laughs> thank you Kevin. what is it? So both- like
1: uh uh my my disappointment is immeasurable and my day <laughs> has been ruined <laughs>
0: yes so we're starting off on the right foot um but today we are going to be talking about uh enjoying what, what i've what i've titled enjoying the Beatdown" because uh, we've got a, a lot of different thoughts i think kind of mm-hmm. coming together We'll talk about it more later when we get there. But really, you know, what, why do we have backlogs? What's the point of trying to beat them down? Uh, it's something we talk about all the time. But is there a way to do it in, in a way where we can still enjoy ourselves? Well,
1: and, well, and is there a way to do it? I, I think there's sort of a – there's like two sides to that coin. Because there's a question and, – and, and, and guys, it, this will make sense here you know, when we actually talk about it. But there's a question – you know it's like that that we're we're kind of going to be asking is like there's a right way and a wrong way to do this and and some of mm-hmm. what w- there's there's actually an individual um we've referenced him before but the the daryl talks games guy uh he did this video essay like a year ago um mm-hmm. and well a year i assume his name is daryl yeah I'm, I'm gonna assume it's daryl um, it would be really weird to name it's your YouTube channel Daryl Talks Games, and you're not Daryl. Um, mm-hmm. That'd be awkward. Is Talks his last name? Maybe, maybe. Anyways, um,
0: but, <laughs> anyways I'm derailing gonna, this year. But
1: he did this whole, like, he was going to beat his backlog, and he had this mm-hmm. whole process. And anyways, he, he basically set a timer for a year, and then uh, last November, he kind of came back, and he did the follow-up essay to that, like follow-up video essay to that, and it was interesting. Um, it, it, it was kind of like almost like one of those things where as I was listening to it, it was like, oh, I could have told you that's exactly what was going to happen here, friend. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, it, it's kind of like there, there's a way to engage with your backlog that can be refreshing. Um, and, mm-hmm. and the beatdown can be a part of that. Um, there's also a way that it, frankly, can just be destructive. And mm-hmm. uh, so there, there's sort of like there's pitfalls on, you know, in some ways there's pitfalls on either side, right? Um, so, uh, yeah, but that's that's we'll be talking about that. But but first, mm-hmm. we do have some general forms to be observed here, Joshua. Ah, uh, yes. So, I, I I guess I would like to know how it's, it's been fan- with you since we last talked.
0: Hmm. I'm um, doing pretty good. I'm trying to think of kind of highlights and lowlights, but the the things that come to mind for me, they another a round of sickness in the house. Uh, mm. Some of my kids are feeling under the weather. Samantha's got some allergies. I had some allergies last week, um. So it kind of throws things kind of weird. That said, uh, not too much, not too much of a s- speed bump. I know. I feel kind of bad saying this, but but my kids getting sick. They've just been really tired. It hasn't been a lot of like you know no, you've nothing been, like you've been enjoying it you've been it's, like it's been easy i will say it has been easy to parents mm, when they are just wiped out you are a terrible dad i take back <laughs> everything
1: no i i totally get it i totally get it i totally get it um and and i'm saying that is uh because byron and i got hammered mm-hmm. by uh a head cold and then megan actually picked yeah. it up and he was yeah. like when he's sick. He's just like, eh, I don't think, like, he's just like, he's super easy. He's like, he's like, I don't feel great. Yep. I just kind of want to, like, hang out and, like, flop on you and maybe sleep a little bit extra, and to which I am just like, all of the above. Yes. These, yeah. These are good things. So.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so I mean it it could be just because other other forms of sickness could take various you know you could be really cleaning after cleaning up after your kids a lot and I'll let your imagination run wild with you there. Um but that has not been the case and it, yeah, it's it's just been a lot of kind of sleeping mm-hmm. and then taking care of them, you know, getting them what they need, trying offering them food and offering them water and yeah, snuggling sometimes like the, yes, I'm I'm trying to take care of my kids, but it's been Just real low key. Unfortunately, um, what has been frustrating is not the right word, but um, it feels like a missed opportunity. Maybe it's just FOMO is that the weather has been absolutely gorgeous. Today was a high of 75, which is insane. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, it's, it's just felt amazing. It's been like 60s, high 50s, but 60s mostly uh, for the past week, which has been awesome. It's going to dip back down into the thirties for a day or two this week um but it's crazy i was not expecting this warm weather this uh early on and i'm also i i also feel like oh there's got to be something else coming like spring is not here yet um we're probably going to get some more snow sometime uh but you know i'm i'm just enjoying it spent an yeah. evening out in the hot tub with the wife uh earlier this week that was really nice too so so we're doing good we're doing you know overall doing good kids are still on the mend but Uh, yeah we're we're getting there how about you dude how
1: um have you been yeah you know uh, not chilling in a hot tub um (laughs) like not not yet not that you visit Um, (laughs) will happen oh man yeah it's it's still mm. (laughs) That, that whole conversation was hysterical um Uh, but, uh, yeah, like I said, we, we did have, like, there was this head cold thing and it kind of threw me around at the beginning of last week, like Mm -hmm. sun last, not yesterday, like, but last week, Sunday, I stayed home from church and then, and I, I slept, I was, I slept like all day. I was like, just like, I just, yeah I would like take some cold medicine and I go sleep. And then Monday, I was feeling like a little kind of like back to it. And then like by Tuesday, I'd hit the point where it's like, okay, like an energy drink and some Mucinex will kind of get me through the day. Okay. Um, okay. So, uh, and then Megan, like I said, she kind of got hit by it. Mm. Um, So we did have that. Uh, it's just been kind of like uh, it, really nice weather here too. Um, Sweet. We did get outside a couple of times. But uh, I did today. Today was kind of like, we didn't get to 75. We got to 60. If it had had gotten to uh, 75, I probably would have put shorts on, but I did not. Mm -hmm. Um, I just had pants. But it was like 60s, which is pretty comfortable. And uh, when I got home, Mm -hmm. there's this, this kind of thing. It's like, and we've just been getting hit by like, sickness and it just like the last honestly like the last year has just been kind of crazy and mm. i've kind of hit this point where it's like today i came home and it, it's something that i'm going to try and do a little bit more frequently but when i come home from work it's so easy to just kind of plop like like no nope, sure. i'm home like and especially on the days when i get home at like 4 four thirty. You know, and there's still daylight. I'm I'm really trying to sort of like take like an hour or so and just like wow just do something. So tonight we had a bunch of cardboard in the basement. I drug it all out to our our firing and I I made a fire. Uh so I burnt a bunch of cardboard and I smoked a cigar and I just kinda like chilled out in my backyard and like uh and then I did that like dad thing where it's like I've got a fire going like what else can I throw on this thing
0: and so mm-hmm. it's like there was
1: like a bunch of like fallen branches and I just started dragging them over and like keeping them on nice um, so I was out and I you know like I said I got all the car got some of the basement cleaned got that cardboard cardboard burnt and uh enjoyed a cigar and just chilled like Megan tonight and I, and I know we don't often talk like you were talking about the ramen with the shrimp um mm-hmm. We actually, she just did this, it was like a pretty simple kind of meal, but it was like uh, rice. And she does the rice, like she'll actually prepare it with like chicken broth. So it's got like a little bit of flavor to it. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And so we did that and then we had peas and then just like she did, did like these breaded chicken breasts and it was Mm. really good. And I ate a whole bunch of it. And because it's like good food. You know what I'm saying? Like, we, yeah, like, yeah. it's like, because we're doing the, the whole, I'm doing the whole calorie counting thing, but it's like, right. I could eat like a ton of this mm. and not be a disgusting hog. Um, <laughs> and so I'm also trying not to just like just overeat because that's, uh, is kind of what I do, but yeah. Mm-hmm. So it, it was just kind of like one of those things where overall it was like a, just kind of a chill day. Um, we're kind of, like I said, Megan is still recovering mm-hmm. from the head cold thing. Um, but yeah, we're just the things have been good. Things have been good. Um, Sweet, but uh, yeah, we we just it's it's been kind of low key, and it's it's like we're kind of at a point where it's like okay, like it's time to start establishing like better rhythms, healthier rhythms, mm-hmm. you know, uh, for the home. But uh, that being said, I think you you know. Moving on here, we have Mm -hmm. a ton. We've we've had we we've done the the general catch up. We have explored the uh the topic of of how it's been with us. And also Mm -hmm. I I have to admit that I like I was a little disappointed that you did not notice how I changed it up. Instead of like dragging out to the it's it's been been. an undisclosed amount of time since I talked to you. Like I just kinda like I was just like I I changed it up and you like Mm -hmm. it just like dude it's, it's just it hurt yeah my it, feelings I mean, it's, it's just my rating, emotions no matter how
0: you do it so it, it <laughs> didn't feel that much less well
1: rating. i just the the way that i feel about that is uh it's like it's just turnabout as fair play for <laughs> that horrendous story that you shared with me uh, yeah
0: that's fair yeah it's yeah,
1: <laughs> it's like I I love how it's just like it becomes the the opening salvo is just like us just inflicting psychological wounds on each other. Yep, the perfect um, start to the day. This is this is what friendship looks like, people. I'm sorry, um, if if you aren't like torturing your friends emotionally and psychologically, I don't know. I I just feel bad for you.
0: Then what um, are friends for? What, are you, you really like, friends?
1: Are you really friends? Um, th- actually. <laughs> <laughs> there's so many things where I'm like there's a part of me that's screaming like no
0: um, stop Just don't
1: actually emotionally visit. and psychologically <laughs> torture your friends that's a it's terrible advice this is why I'm not a therapist um, but what I am is I'm a podcast host alongside mm. you my friend and we have mm. a podcast to get into here and so let's talk let's move on to the next the, the next uh, the next form here which is the uh I've got the form. You've got got the the form. form. The form
0: is the form of the backlog report. Welcome to the backlog report. That that had some fancy letterhead on that one. Oh, oh, thank you. It's uh, not from the Iowa Department of Human Services. Oh. Well, that's good. I mean...
1: yeah, maybe. It,
0: no, it's my report. What are you talking it's, about? It's
1: your report where we're going uh-huh. to talk about uh, the books, the podcasts, the musics. The, uh, mm. the musics. We may talk pretty someday. The musics, music. the TV, the movies, and the eventually the
0: games that we've been into over the last couple That's of weeks. Right.
1: So why don't you hit me with something you've been reading
0: here. Okay. Okay. So, a couple things. Oh my goodness. Yeah, you know. No, no, no. I'll start off with this one. Um is a book called Gospel-Centered Discipleship by Jonathan Dodson. I've started that one up um because discipleship is is one of the things I'm over at the the church uh at mm-hmm. Grace. So, uh reading more about that. Um I do appreciate the book a lot. Um I know the the uh the just the phrase gospel-centered might be um uh, it's a falling little, it, out. Of it feels favor. like a
1: little played out, right?
0: Yes, mm-hmm. yeah, and and I totally get that. But I also like taking that New Testament view of filtering things through the gospel. Um, and so he goes, he he goes pretty hard on that throughout the book. I'm only about halfway through, but I am enjoying it quite a bit. Some of it, I just to be honest, some of it I'm kind of like, okay, why is this in here? It, like it's true, but. Why, the, like, it's not specifically, design, like, it's talking about, um, it's basically talking about sanctification, which is not bad to go over, but it's just kind of like, I'm not sure how this slots into the overall thought process, or if you're just, like, explaining, you know, yeah, the process of sanctification in the Christian life, which, okay. Um, I mean, discipleship
1: is, is part of the sanctifying process, I guess. Right. Uh, there's, it's right. not like it's completely disconnected right so.
0: yeah yeah it's not I'm I'm just curious it's like that's almost it's it's more like personal discipleship and he didn't seem to tie it into like even yeah it's, it's more like hey discipleship is following after Jesus this is a part of what we do when we follow after mm-hmm. Jesus like yes there's that there's that thread there um yeah it just, yeah I just think of discipleship in more of a, a communal sense rather than just a personal sense So maybe, yeah, maybe it's just me. But again, like I said, I'm only like halfway through, so I still have more to read. Uh, And I am enjoying it, so um, I'll I'll probably give an update next time. Um, The next book that I listened to, uh, I would highly recommend, however, I didn't want to start off with this one because it is very heavy. Um, It is a book called Seasons of Sorrow by Tim Challies. So if you're familiar with Chally's, he is mm-hmm. a pastor and author from Canada. Um I did not know I, I may have heard this through through the grapevine. Um, but a few years ago his mm-hmm. son passed away. Yeah. Um he, yeah. he was 20 years old and and it was like I was gonna say a freak accident. It wasn't a freak accident, but it was something where um he just had a heart condition and, and it was basically r- immediate like yeah. yeah yeah um and so this book i i believe it's a collection of his blog posts where he he's basically like publicly processing some of the things that he's going through mm-hmm. and again this is a pastor um who is dealing with this and walking through this and it is really good <laughs> um because he because he's open about his emotions but he also does not shy away from Um, relying on the Lord for strength and recognizing God's sovereignty and sometimes like not emotionally being okay with that, you know, (laughs) but also wrestling with that the same way that we see in the Psalms. Um, So I I find it, you know, if you know my story at all, my younger brother died in a car accident. This was like 12 years ago, I think something like Mm -hmm. that. And so while it's not exactly the same, um, they're, they're, Parts of it that are the same, and so you know that are similar excuse me, and so it was very it's it's just really good to hear from someone else kind of processing yeah. through these things as well so um very very good what i've listened i think i've i think I only have like thirty minutes left in the book i'm I'm mm-hmm. like at the very end um but uh, but it's it's very good it's just very heavy as well you know i I got that whole lump in the throat feeling just listening yeah. to it at times so um, yeah, that's what I've been reading. Yeah. Um, and now you have to follow that up. I'm so sorry. Well,
1: no, I think that's fine. Because uh, I've, like, I I had been meaning to read uh, through The Bruised Read and The Rule okay. the yeah. of Christian Contentment. And actually, I found out that, you know, I'm a premium member on, like, I have an Audible subscription. And it's mm-hmm. like, I was like, oh, I don't normally hit them up. but It's like, there are a bunch of, like, free books that you can just like put on your, yep. like sort of like checkout and bruised Reed and rare jewel are actually both in that. Um, nice. So I just, I've been listening. I, I actually just started it today and it's, it's weird. And I, it makes me actually feel like a really kind of a, like a bad person. Cause it's like, I am <laughs> just clipping through the bruised read, um, in the audible book version. Mm-hmm. um, Whereas I've struggled to like actually just read it. But I'm also kind of treating it as like this is sort of like my my flyover, and then I can like yeah, dig into the yeah. text. Um, that makes sense. But it's it is interesting how um Sibs in, in the bruised read, he says that in a lot of ways affliction is sort of a for the believer, like there are times where like the Lord seems cruel. Or whatever mm-hmm. um and it's really it is a kindness um and i'm not saying that about chalice or anything like that you know i'm not mm-hmm. but i i think like one of the beautiful things about our faith is that you can you could look at a situation like that and just be full of despair you know it's like yeah. and nobody yeah. nobody would blame charlies if he had just like kind of like hung it up you, you know, in, in, mm-hmm. in a sense, like if he had just like walked away from ministry or whatever, you, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. no one would hold that against him. That's, that's devastating. Mm-hmm. um I, man, I'm going to get like, I'm kind of get like, there have like the process in adopting Byron was very unsure mm-hmm. for a while. Yeah. um And there were a lot of times where we, we weren't sure if, like, we yeah, anyway, and it's still like there, there are moments, but it's like just the thought, like, that little boy is such a treasure to me. The
0: mm-hmm. thought
1: of him just, I would, yeah, uh, I don't, I yeah. don't want to think about it. Like, it just, <laughs> right. uh, it wouldn't, it would not be pretty. It would not be like, I, I know that by the grace of God, like, we would get through it, but like, I, I just can't, it's devastating. Like, just, it just, right. it just even approaching that like Mm -hmm. sends me like like mentally like running off into this and shrieking but sort of again tying that back to what what uh sibs wrote and it's just like it's one of those books that's really kind of been interesting and and again to just sort of like breeze through it pretty quickly I, i listened to about half of it today um okay and I, and I took a break because it's like, I kind of hit that point where I was like, I realized that I was like fuzzing out a little bit where I was like, oh, yep. okay. Like there's a little bit too much going on here. We need to like, you know, st- step away. Um, mm-hmm. But like, yeah, it's a. Uh, there's so much in that that you know um there there's so much encouragement and at the same time like it's it's one of those things where like the, the the one of the truths of of the Christian calling and Christian living is that there will be hardship, there will be suffering, there will be sorrow, mm-hmm. but that because of the kindness of god like and and that it, like You know, it talks like the the title comes from that that passage in the Old Testament. I want to say it's in Isaiah, Um, but it's like you know, he will not break a bruised reed, talking about the gentleness of the character of Christ, and for his Mm -hmm. people, like he's not going to push you to the 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 point of just like like there's no coming back. Like Mm -hmm. everything that the Lord does is is meant to help you. It's meant Mm -hmm. to to shape you, and and it's um. And there's there's a lot of comfort. There's also a lot of like sort of like conviction too. It's like that, I think.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: In the in the sense that, one. So there's a lot of like you know like we. I think if we're we're being like if I'm being honest, and I think it's kind of like if we're all being honest. Like there's a way that like we all like none of us are as devout or as as strong in our faith as we'd like to think that we are right mm-hmm. it's like we are bruised reeds we are sort of like the this sort of the 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 ember in like we're just we it's it's a struggle you know it's like mm-hmm. i've i've probably shared before uh from calvin's little book of uh, little golden book where it's like he this picture of like the christian life is sort of like it's just it's just almost at times it's like you're just crawling just like and sometimes it's it sometimes just it feels like you're being pushed down. And like, sanctification is just kind of like you brought up sanctification, but it's just it's mm-hmm. never just this like straight line up, like or this right. diagonal line up. <laughs> it's like yeah. it's a lot of ups and downs and there's backsliding and there's all sorts of stuff that happens in your life. And there was just such comfort. And, and I think sometimes like too, we look at we it, it's so easy sometimes, especially if you have a little bit of maturity, have a little bit of wisdom maybe not enough maturity and not enough wisdom, but it's so easy to look at someone and be like, why are you struggling with that? Like, I don't get it. Like you call mm. yourself a Christian and like, you're, you're doing all these things. Like you're, you're having these problems and it's like, but that's the point. Like, and it's not to say that like we, we wallow in that. Um, anyways, it's, it's just, a it's a really, it's a really good piece of work. I'm looking forward to finishing it. I'm looking forward to like, mm-hmm. and actually like, like reading it. Um, but yeah, it's just like, like it, it, there's there's a beauty in in the promise that like none of uh if, if our Lord sees fit to afflict us or if like just even the, the ravages of life sort of like hammer on you, like the you are in the hands of a kind master and a kind mm-hmm. king, and mm-hmm. uh, he will not break the bruised reed. And yeah. so, um, but uh, there's that, and then uh. on on something that's not really that that heavy i mean Mm -hmm. it's heavy in a different way but it's like also awesome um okay so lord of the rings man uh Mm -hmm. fellowship of the ring i'm right at the end and man okay what i'm gonna say is like Andy Circus's voice uh, his vocal performance is top shelf it's magnificent uh awesome I I'm just absolutely thrilled with it. It's it's so good. Um, I just finished. Like I'm I'm really close to the end of it. Um, like I have like maybe a half hour left. Okay, but just at that part where like Boromir tries to take the ring from Frodo, and oh yeah, Andy Circus's delivery of that is like, <sighs> like dude, it was like <laughs> nice. just so good so so stinking good um yeah but yeah it's 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 a freaking fellowship dude it's yeah it's it's token. it's like yeah it's gonna be it's gonna be awesome but uh yeah that's what what i've been sort of reading slash listening to lately um mm-hmm. what 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 are some other things that you might have been listening to here, Josh?
0: Oh, yeah, listening to. Well, a few things here. Um, actually, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to jump into just some, some music real quick, if you don't mind me switching it up mm-hmm. just a little bit. So listening to, in terms of music, this one uh, actually just came out th- th- just the other day. I was listening to it, and I was like, ah, oh, yes, I really like this. So it's this little band um, that only, as far as I know, put out a single album. But the band is called The Letters Organize. Weird band name. Uh, I remember finding them in a magazine, and they had rated, they had given it like a five out of five. And then I found the record at like a half price books, and I thought it was just okay. But it has grown on me so much over the years, and I really like. uh, I think it's called Dead Rhythm Machine. I think is the name of the album, but The Letters Organize. It's basically it's it's like hardcore punk. Um, if you take like refused, like the shape of punk to come refused and, and kind of mash that together with like the hives sort of okay punk, but a little dancey, if that makes sense. So, so you the get hives, the screams in like, there.
1: You're like, kind of like, yeah, like I would almost like sort of like dance alt rock kind of, mm-hmm. but yeah, 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 no. I, okay. It's, I'm, I'm kind of like picking up some of that.
0: So yeah, it, it's not going to be to everyone's taste, but the more that I listen to, the, I've I've had this album for years, um, but every time I go back to it, I'm like, yeah, this is actually really good, um, even though it's you know simple punk stuff, but it's it's kind of complex arrangements. Like they 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 change a song doesn't go in one direction. Like it kind of goes all over the place, and it's just it's one of those records I can put on, and I just like it. Just pumps me up. I get filled with energy, and I really like it. So um, yeah, the letter's organized. Go check it out. And after a song or two, there you go. If you're just just, like, I hate this noise, then that's cool. That's fine. I'll check it out. I'll check it out, It gets me stoked. Um, so there's that the other thing that I've been listening to, man, oh man. Uh, so one of the uh, one of the co hosts of the Haunted Cosmos podcast, we've talked about their podcast before. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a pastor, Brian Sauvé. Save, I think is how you pronounce Sauve, his name. Yeah. So he has a few albums out. And the one in particular that I've been listening to, all, all his stuff seems pretty good. But the one in particular I've been listening to is one of his later, uh, latest. Uh, I think it's an EP, it, but it might be a full record. I th- and I, I think know. it just came out within like lo- the last year or so. Year or two. Yeah. It's, but, it's not uh, that old. Yeah. Even dragons will pray, shall praise him. Excuse me. Uh, most of the album is psalms set to mm-hmm. music. So, and, and he uses the King James version, which, can be hit or miss. Like, I think it sounds cool for sure. Um, But then I'm also, you know, as a worship pastor, I'm kind of like, oh man, this would be kind of cool to like introduce on a Sunday morning. And I'm like, yeah, but it has a lot of the King James like uh, uh, wording in it, Um, which again, it just could be hit or miss. You know, we do hymns. So I guess that has some of that in there too. So anyways, anyways, that's kind of down the the road.
1: Is that song, he, he... he wrote a song
0: for his wife.
1: Is mm-hmm.
0: that on that EP? No. So that is the latest EP. Uh, that's Hearth songs. Is uh yeah is is on that. So he wrote a song for his wife. I think for his, like he has multiple songs for his kids as well on mm-hmm. that album. And I have not listened to that EP. The song so for his wife a is yeah real good. Ah, oh, nice, real good, nice. Yeah. yeah. Um. So yeah, I think there's a couple um, there's a couple songs that he wrote on there as well, but it's mostly it's mostly psalms set to music, and he's just it's like if you um, the, the one guy that that he just reminds me of I don't and I can't quite place it, but if you've ever heard of Noah Gunderson, he has this album Ledges that I just think is fantastic. His vocal performance is great, um, and it's pretty stripped down, acoustic, country-ish, like folky kind of mm-hmm. um acoustic music and it's really good anyways um but but he's not a christian this album uh by brian sauve uh it reminds me of that but like mm-hmm. lyrics are top shelf because it's mm-hmm. scripture <laughs> yeah so man i've just been digging it a lot so that's what i've been musically that's what i've been getting into lately
1: yeah that's that's cool um i do like sauve's music um mm-hmm. And overall, uh, you, you know, I like him. There are a few things mm-hmm. that I would disagree with him on, and he sure. keeps some company that I am not overly fond of. Yeah, um, yeah. But uh, he's like, and dude, I love the Haunted Cosmos. Um, right. So, <laughs> uh, yeah. like, I I love the um, like him and Ben Garrett is like, I'm mm-hmm. just like, oh, like this is like just like just pour that straight just like shoot that right (laughs) into my veins i'm like yes (laughs) yes um let's get absolutely unhinged here friends (laughs) and Um, i will not be able to sleep at night (laughs) yes Uh, that's why i listen to it during the day um (laughs) uh and and i don't listen it into it in any spots that would actually like bug me out like i i do Mm -hmm. not listen to haunted cosmos and
0: go walking in the woods. Uh, Oh, I don't think I told you this. I told some other people this. Um, But when the last time, so the place that we stayed before we got this house, the place that that one of the elders let us stay in, um, we had just gotten this house and I went back for the final like cleanup while Sam and the kids were here. And I listened to the Black Eyed Kids episode while I was cleaning at this house by myself. No, 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 no,
1: no, 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 I thinking
0: I'm hearing something or like I jump I get in the car to go and I'm like, oh, this was not a good
1: idea. That one bugged me all the way out, man. The Black Eyed Kids. Listen. All I'm saying is like my, that just reinforced my natural predisposition. Like if, if strangers roll up to my door, especially if they start Mm -hmm. like looking like they look kind of weird and they start talking to me weird, i am be like, I don't know what you are. I have an idea, but I'm going to tell you what you don't belong here. Mm -hmm. And like, don't make me talk to my King about you. (laughs) Like, I'm going to be like, you need to leave. Like, like, and I just shut the door and yeah. like oh yeah. no blah. You like you may not god in, willing not in this lord car, willing, not in this house get out, not in this car not in this house and i'm just like i'm gonna have to tell byron like listen you one we, we're never leaving him in the car oh oh <laughs> ah dude no 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 lord willing that will you, you know what and listening to that stuff listening to han and cosmos a lot of times mm-hmm. my prayer is like lord keep that far away from me. Keep Mm -hmm. that very far away from me. I have no desire to confront that. I have Mm -hmm. no desire to be confronted with the unearthly terror that, well, and we've talked about it. Like I have experienced some of that Mm -hmm. and I have no desire to go back there. Um, So Lord willing, but on a much happier note, um, <laughs> yeah, I have, Ooh, Ooh, now I got to get the music, willies out, man. Yes. Um, um, so I, I recently, I, I, I subscribed to Apple music cause I have an Apple library mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I just I figured it'd be pretty seamless. Um, instead of me buying albums all the time and mm-hmm. I, I'm still going to buy albums occasionally. Um, because I'd rather just own my music personally, yeah, uh, yeah. But it's 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 just getting tough in this day and age. Like yeah, like I would if if I could. I I used to have a binder just full of CDs. Anyways, yeah. I'm not gonna go back. Oh, yeah. Like years ago, I got rid of it because for reasons and. Most of it I didn't need, um, but so I've been listening to to Apple Music. I actually like just sort of was jumping around tonight a little bit before we started recording, and I, I didn't put this in notes, but I listened. I went in in the space of one car ride. I went from Maylene and the Sons of Disaster to uh, "And You Will Know Us by the Trail of the Dead" to okay. the Decemberists to the destiny 2 soundtrack
0: (laughs) okay okay (laughs) like it was like
1: in the space of i was like oh yeah now i'm not feeling this uh and that initial album from and you will know Us by the trail of the dead is Mm -hmm. like dude it's there's something about that that album that i'm just like oh i i I love it um Hmm. i used to listen to it all the time it's it i and that's like one of those bands i have no idea how i was like i just I think I I saw their name, and I was like, that's a cool name. And then I checked out Mm -hmm. their album. I was like, oh, that's a cool band. Um, Album Art, too. So good. Dude, their album art is like super... It's like psychedelic, medieval kind of... like uh, Their album, anyways. Yeah. All right. Um, But (laughs) something a little different is I... Really love the band Five Iron Frenzy. Reese Roper, the vocalist, okay. um, and a couple other guys from that had a side project called Brave Saint Saturn, and there were three albums. Hmm. Um, oh, and wow. unfortunately, the one of the albums is not on Apple Music, but the other two are. Mm. So the Light of Things, yeah. Hope for, and Anti Meridian are on iTunes or the the Apple Music thing. And I was listening to them today, and I was like, Oh, I love these albums um they're not like great but i Mm -hmm. love them uh reese roper has like a charm to his vocals like there's an earnestness in his delivery and he does screech really well too um (laughs) he has like this i don't know how he makes that sound like he has this like anyways if you've listened to five iron frenzy at all you know exactly what i'm talking about um because it's like i'm pretty sure that the human he, he, yeah, he, sh- he shrieks and it's mm-hmm. adorable and, <laughs> and, uh, just enthralled. But, uh, anyways, so, uh, they're really great. Uh, some standout tracks are, uh, on the Light of Things Hope for, there's a track called Estrella, which was written for a friend of theirs who had passed away. And there's mm. this line it's like, uh, there's some really great imagery in that song one, but the, there's this line that kind of is like his faith was, your faith was strong and or true and fierce. And I will miss you. And the way mm. it's delivered, it just like, it like, it's like one of those like lines that just like, kind of like judo chops me right in my feels. And I'm like, <laughs> Oh my, like, um, it's really good. Uh, and then anti Meridian, there's a, a song called starlings that I really like that is, uh, kind of, in some ways, I think a bit of a reflection on the you know uh, not even a sparrow shall fall. Um, I it, mm. it might be like a person like there's a, a a a lot of storytelling elements to all of those songs, so it's yeah. really really kind of cool. Um, I, I nice. like them. They're not like what I would call like technically awesome albums. Sure. I just, dude, I got the willies again. I hate it.
2: Oh uh, no. <laughs> I hate it. I'm sorry. I shouldn't have brought and, it up.
1: No, oh, man. No, dude. When you were like the Black Eyed Kids, I just like my brain was like, no, 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 no. Well, <laughs> I mean, my mouth was going that doing that too, but it was like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, oh dude. like that's yeah. Can't listen to that stuff <laughs> at night. Hard, yeah. hard no.
0: Well, just, just imagine it like a like a AFI type um, like horror punk band, the Black Eyed Kids. There you go. Nope. And then it and just, then it feels safer. Nope. You're just like, oh, you're just dressed up. Don't DMs like any of it. No thank you for <laughs> all of it. Um
1: But how about some other things that we've been listening to? Mm-hmm. Uh, namely, yep. have you listened to any interesting podcasts lately?
0: Yeah. So not necessarily. Um, actually, what I have been doing uh, lately, so it's totally wrapped into the music thing. It's because I've been listening to that album by uh, Brian Sauvey. I went and checked out. So he's a pastor of a church mm-hmm. in Utah, and they have not only their their sermons, but uh, somehow I stumbled on, I guess I just went to the, the sermons or the audio or something like that, you know, just to see kind of like the series that they're going through and they have audio from their, um, Bible studies, their, uh, Sunday school classes, basically. Mm, mm-hmm. And uh, a couple things that they've been going through recently is one on, um, the mortification of sin, uh, sort of, kind of, it starts off and it talks about the mortification of sin, but then it's, then it's like lesson by lesson about kind of defining different sins, Um, and the, I know this sounds weird, but just kind of the power of identifying a sin. Um, I say that that sounds so new agey, but it's so that you can, um, so it's not just this vague, like, Oh, I felt bad today. Or, you know, like, I think I may have sinned against you or, you know, maybe that wasn't right, but just like identifying, no, I was envious, you know, like, no, I was Mm -hmm. like, that was sinful anger. Uh, like the power of that uh, so that you can uh, repent is is what well, I'm trying to say. So it's not the to, power of just identifying, but repenting. What's it's,
1: that? I, it kind of reminds me of this principle. And again, like, okay, so the art of war by Sun Tzu, mm-hmm. not scripture, not at all. But there's a passage <laughs> no. that um, talks about knowing your enemy and knowing yourself. Yeah. And in order to know things, you have to name them. You have to identify them,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and you have to do it in a way that's not ambiguous, right? So that it's like I think by you saying like naming your sins, you're saying like no, you call it what it is, you identify mm-hmm. it positively, strongly,
0: mm-hmm. and then right in biblical that's categories. Of, of you know what sin. just
1: popped into my head? I got to go get that stupid gas can out of my yard, and I'm thinking about the freaking oh, black-eyed no. kids. <laughs> oh, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to go out of my house. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. Oh no. <laughs> You're gonna have to edit Ruined. that out on post. <laughs> Why? I thought that was a good inclusion.
1: Uh. <laughs> oh. I mean, I guess you could leave it in there. I'm just like, oh. It just it just like my brain was like, hey, you gotta go get this. Like hopefully by the time that we're done talking, I'll have forgotten mm-hmm. about the totally stupid black eyed kids. Exactly. Um, and, you and Bigfoot and rustling. Mothman and everything else. It goes bump in the
0: night. Um, <laughs> oh, man. Um, anyways. yes, um, yes. Yeah, so, yeah. so Be Killing Sin, um, listen through. I'm not done with this series, but he, he's got the audio from, mm-hmm. from his uh, Sunday school classes there, which is, which is good. Um, and then there was another series. I'll just go through real quickly. Um, it was a series just because I was interested in what he had to say. It's called uh, Saying Things That Will Get You Canceled. Uh, you know, kind of a provocative title, but that's mm-hmm. sort of the purpose of the um, of the series itself. Is talking about um, one, it's conforming our consciences to Scripture, uh, and and being again, kind of like this identity thing of of like just being very clear where we are being influenced by our current culture, um, and where we ought to instead, yeah, uh, kind of reform our consciences along with scripture that didn't make any sense, but, but basically, you know, kind of like retuning our conscience Mm -hmm. to, to uh, agree with scripture as opposed to with our culture. Um, And so sometimes that is very dissonant with our culture. Um, And why, and, and so, um, excuse me. So one of the things that he talks about is, having the full range of, of kind of replies, being gentle with people who, you know, you're talking about the, the bruised reed, right? Being Mm -hmm. gentle with people who are humble and, and people who, yeah, are are bruised also um, tearing down uh, people who are arrogant and arrogantly set themselves up against God. Um, So, because you see, you see Jesus do that as well. Not mm-hmm. that that's all throughout his ministry, but you see that sometimes. Uh, so mm-hmm. Jesus had this range that he would speak to people in but dependent yeah. on the person. And so cultivating that, I thought was a was a very good point. Now, in saying that, I recognize uh, just in myself, that I am a much more go with the flow kind of guy. And so my range tends to fall on the on the, will oh, just sit back and do whatever, just again, go with the flow. Um, I recognize that there are lots of people who their range tends toward the more pugnacious. And so when you say, Oh yeah, you know, Jesus used strong language against these people. There's a lot of people that would tend more towards, yeah. So I'm gonna use that kind of language all the time against everyone yeah. I disagree with. And I would warn you against that. Um there's so- well
1: there's it's again, there's dangers on both sides of that yes. error. Where you yeah. can be too passive and you can yes. just let everything slide, mm-hmm. you know, and you, you never call evil evil. Right. Um and then the other side is you just like you sort of like and again it's like sort of the the other sort of cartoon of the error is like just like whenever you see evil or whenever you see what you perceive to be evil it's just like nope Mm -hmm. nope you know you're just like you're out there like finger pointing
0: and yeah like yeah Yeah. and mocking and, and yeah just direct yeah so Exactly. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So I want to just throw out that caveat there um, because, you know, we're talking about what we've been listening to and I found the series edifying. I -hmm. would say, I think he makes very good points and, and it was, it was good for me to hear. Um, I would just warn that, Hey, don't, don't go too far with it. And I don't think he does in the series, um, but I know some people will. So be careful. (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah i I think the the thing is like um to sort of shift up the the illustration or whatever is mm-hmm. like um for some people, you need to look at them and say, like okay, you need to pick up a hammer and maybe hammer down some nails mm-hmm. like, not not all of them, but like you know it's okay to like hit a nail or two uh on the head uh other people you're like, dude, not everything is a nail, yeah like, I know you got a hammer, not everything is a nail, friend uh, <laughs> yeah. And you look know. at
0: how many fingers you've smashed in the process. Yeah, right? um,
1: yeah. So, uh, yeah. No, that, I think that's that's. I think sometimes, like, yeah, we sometimes we need to be provoked. Sometimes mm-hmm. we need to be confronted, and there are other times where you know we need to be. You know, I, I think I, I come back to it is one of the things in sort of wrestling with this world. I think often about how Proverbs treats the fool. And occasionally the, mm-hmm. like and don't get me wrong, like the fool's mouth invites a beating and his yeah. back was <laughs> was was made for beating. Um mm-hmm. I get it. Uh like and, and I, I have appealed to those passages, but one, I know at times I can be a fool, and there's also mm-hmm. sort of a lot of scripture that, that a lot of Proverbs that actually counsels against getting into it with fools and the, the way my father would put it, it's like, you know, wrestling with a pig. All that happens is you get dirty and the pig likes it. Like, (laughs) you you, you know, like you get disgusting and the pig and that's, and that's what happens a lot of times when you argue with fools and I'm not trying to be unkind, but it's like, that's like arguing with strangers on the internet is like wrestling with pigs. Mm -hmm. Like you have to stoop, you have to get down to their level and they just, they love it. And it just kind of like you. On the other hand, you know, if you're a reasonable human being and a, and a reasonable, image, like it's just like it just wears you out, and it, it leaves you feeling a little dirty, yeah. um, you know, and you probably feel a little dumb for having
0: stepped in it, um, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. So. And I I think that word you use too is the provocation was really good for me to hear too because you know he's talking about things that'll get you canceled. Um, if you talk about them in our culture, where it's, where it's really kind of like, yeah, the emperor has no clothes. And once that said, it's yeah. like, oh yeah, I, I ought to believe scripture. I ought to live as if I believe scripture, you know, I ought to talk as if I believe scripture in these mm-hmm. areas where our culture, frankly, has gone so far off the rails from the truths of scripture, <laughs> you yeah. know, what is a woman, <laughs> something like that. Like, no, I, I ought to be unashamed. And again, not always bashing people over the head. No, you, you, you tailor it to who, who you're speaking mm-hmm. to. Um, but that propagation was good for me also. So, yeah. um, how about you listen to any interesting podcasts?
1: Um, the, the one, and it's not nearly as sort of, uh, rich in, in application, but, uh, I listen to sacred symbols plus, which is sort of a patron okay. only thing over at last damn media Mm -hmm. um and uh but colin colin moriarty did an interview with jonathan blow um uh, the guy who made braid and the witness and everything else yeah and they they had a pretty interesting conversation about the state of like the video games industry um Mm -hmm. and it's like one of those things that i hope sometimes the the sacred symbols plus episodes get released to the free feeds and okay. i feel like this is a an interesting enough and sort of poignant enough conversation for video game enthusiasts and fandoms to to, to maybe like i think there's a lot of talk about like just the marketplace in general, the the price of games, but then also just how the, the industry is in some ways kind of imploding on itself, you know, and it's like mm-hmm. there's all these companies that basically expanded too quickly. You know, I, it, there's there's a okay. lot of really interesting stuff there. Um, mm. It's 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 a good conversation jonathan blow is like you know like and he's a very smart dude and it's just it's a really interesting and fascinating conversation it's nothing like super profound it's it's very much like like it's just video game talk and and a lot of it's like speculation and kind of like them sort of talking about their like because both of them have been sort of insider like jonathan's been a developer and a coder for years um and Colin has been an industry expert and he, you know, co-owns a public, like a, a game dev now. Mm-hmm. And uh, so like, it, it's just, it's an interesting listen. It's, it's not going to like change, it's not going to rock your world or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, But uh, yeah, that's, that's really it. Uh, nice. So what about, have you watched anything interesting lately?
0: Yeah, this I don't have much going on. Really, it's just been the, the, the office with the wife. You know, she's started Scrubs again as well, and then the occasional SVU episode. Just basically stuff that she really likes or stuff that I could just kind of chill at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. So really have not watched anything interesting. I've been watching a bunch of uh, this channel on YouTube. It actually started, or it's actually out of Austin, um, but it's called Financial Audit where this, uh, he's like a 20 year old guy. He seems, he seems young or the probably late 20s, but I just feel old. Um, but basically like people come on and they give all their financial information, like all their accounts and stuff like that. And he helps them basically. Well, first of all off, he, he basically berates them (laughs) for how poorly they're managing their money. Um, but he does so just to kind of wake them up of like, Hey, this debt is going to kill you. Like long-term, uh, you can't just keep, living like this, or you will not be able to live later in life, (laughs) basically. Um, So anyways, it's just, it's, it's kind of, it's fun. Uh, Yeah, it's fun, but it's also, uh, it it, it helps me think through my own situation as well. So, you know, part of it's financial literacy and part of it's just kind of the YouTube, you know, sensationalization a little bit the thumbnails like, are definitely it's like your
1: bum fights what <laughs> i I, yes. I occasionally i, I, I will get I on youtube and watch bum fights <laughs> i have like it makes me a horrible person mm-hmm. um i know this like you show me like a dog being wounded and i, I will like openly weep like, you know, dogs being neglected, like makes me mad, okay. but it's like yeah. watching two dudes Real, Sarah I don't watch type. like the actual bum fights. A lot of it is like the, um, it's like the, the bootleg MMA stuff where it's like just two okay. hillbillies, yeah, like yeah. throwing haymakers at each other and stuff like mm-hmm. in a, in a bootleg. Like, I can't remember the one that I've, I've kind of been, but it's like, it's, it's usually two people stepping into a ring or an octagon and I'm throwing up scare mm-hmm. quotes there of sorts um who should not be in there and it's yeah. usually <laughs> pretty comical. Um dang it this sounds right in my alley.
0: <laughs> or it sounds like something I could totally get into for a little it's, while.
1: It's it's like it's just uh. it's there's some of them are very anticlimactic. All I'm going to say gotcha. is there's one that gotcha. I watched um not too too long. Ago. I don't watch it and I don't watch it all the time. Yeah. But it's like it's one of these things it's it's a little bit of a guilty pleasure but I don't feel guilty about it. I don't feel bad about mm-hmm. it. I'm just like I but it's uh this one dude he he was like some sort of like mixed martial artist or something like that and he was fighting this dude and it was just like the first hit the guy went the 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 dude just he was like talking about like coming out here and doing this demonstration blah 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 blah. and it was like the first hit and he just like fell over just like like and i was like oh dude bro (laughs) (laughs) like
0: oh but uh oof, yeah yeah and well in in those are those are particularly visual at least some of the stuff that i've you know this financial audit stuff with caleb hammer um i can at least kind of drift in and off of like actually watching it and sometimes just kind of listening to it for a while while i'm making dinner or something you know yeah um or or on the elliptical playing switch which we'll get to that in just a second. Uh, yeah. How about you? Uh, what have you been watching?
1: Delicious in Dungeon, dude. And uh, Okay. Yeah, it's it's fun. It's, it's fun and it's kind of wholesome.
0: And, and I dig it. Oh, nice. So. That doesn't always happen in an anime. So I'm glad No, hear
1: that. it's, unfortunately <laughs> it is, yeah. But no, it's, yeah, it's just Not fun. Degenerate. It's fun,
0: it's wholesome. It's no degenerate
1: garbage. But, Sweet. Uh, so last, and, and it's taken us a while to
0: get here. What have yeah. you been playing lately here, man? Okay, so we did finish up uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge uh, as a family. We took down Super Shredder. Spoilers, sorry. So, I mean, of course you were going to fight Shredder. It's called Shredder's Dang Revenge. Come on. Uh, but we did finish that game, took it back to the library. So I get my negative one point, for, for my one for the year because it was a borrowed game. And man... That is it, it is a great game. Um, it, it, yeah, I think I said it last episode. It feels way more like Turtles in Time than I was expecting. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just it's just a good time. So uh, have yourself some Shredder's Revenge. It's, it's, a, it's a nice little beat-em-up. Uh, the next game that I finished is uh, Phoenix Wright, Ace Attorney, Justice for All. So I talked about this last time. It is that kind of point-and-clicky adventure-type game. Um, and I was following a guide through it and I enjoyed my time with it and I was okay with following a guide. Usually I'm not, but for this Mm -hmm. case, I'm like, I'm, I'm not going to kind of flounder around and just kind of try and, you know, lose and and start over multiple times. Like, no, I'm just going to follow a guide and and go along for the ride. And I really enjoy the tone of these games. It's, it's super wacky. The names are puns. Um and it just kind of yeah. goes in and out of like semi serious and just like off the rails, dumb and funny. Um and and I love it. I love the tone of the game. I I really like it. However, the final uh, chapter, the final story, because it goes through multiple cases. You know, I think there's four cases in this one. And the final case, um, it actually got a little serious. At times, and weaving in and out of jokes and, and wackiness and stuff like that. So at one point, there's a walkie-talkie on the stand. Uh, you know, so it's not all serious. But um, that said, the, that because of the tonal shift and kind of the questions that it brings up, and you know, it's kind of. Okay, it's a courtroom drama. Like, what kind of tonal shifts can you know? Like, what kind of deep questions can they ask? It's it, you know, it's kind of mm-hmm. somewhat obvious. Um, but I really appreciated where it went at the very end. So, because of that, like, th- th- I enjoy- I enjoyed my time overall with it, but because of that final chapter, um, I think my uh, my estimation of the game went up. Um, pretty significantly. So I enjoyed this one more than the first one. First one's a great introduction, um, but this one I feel like just took it. Uh, it, it, was, it was even better. And I know there's like 10 of these games out there, and I've only played two of them. Um, but I really liked my time with this game. So I'm glad that, I, that it was drafted. I'm glad to have played it. Uh, I, I had a great time with it. And then finally, uh, so the, after finishing that game, uh, it, we had this draft, and the next game that I had drafted is a, a stupidly long game, but I'm excited to jump in. I was excited to jump in. Now I'm, I'm a good like nine, 10 hours in. It's Xenoblade Chronicles 3. Uh, I've played the first two. I played Xenoblade Chronicles X on Wii U. Um, and I've heard nothing but good things about this one. And man, uh, yeah, all I have to say are good things. Um, it is it is complicated, but I feel like it's well paced. Um, I'm still, you know, ten hours in. I'm still going through some tutorials, and and things are being layered on top of the, the particular, particularly combat mechanics and things like that. So um, at this point, I'm kind of just like flying by the seat of my pants, and I'm like, hey, if I screw anything up, I can grind, you know, or something like that mm-hmm. um, mechanically. But it does feel very solid man the tone of this game though i feel like is stark contrast to the first two games where the first game you know you feel like you're this kid in this big world and it i mean it gets serious pretty early on in the game don't get me wrong there's there's some stuff that happens you know like kidnapping and stuff like that which is just uh pretty jarring but it feels like oh you're this kid and then there's this huge world and it it feels like an adventure Okay. Mm-hmm. The second one has that same adventurous tone, um almost like Wind Waker. You know, it's like you and your ship, your anthropomorphic ship kind of a thing. Um in this case, in the case of Xenoblade, it's a it's a it's like a dragon type animal thing. Or or think of um oh my gosh, why can't I think of his name in the never ending story? The uh Falcor, oh, uh, Falcor. Okay. Yes, yeah, yeah. You know, something, something like that. Um and and but it but it takes kind of a younger tone at, at the beginning of the game. This one starts off and it starts off pretty serious because like your characters come out of basically an assembly line (laughs) and are created. And you're told you only have 10 years to live and you have to fight like your whole life is about fighting so that you can regain like the essence of the people that you kill so that your colony can continue to live um, it, it's, it's intense. At least it's an intense premise. It doesn't play it like, you know, super intense from the beginning, but it's serious. And I really like the main character because he's not, he's not full like emo kid, but he is very contemplative, you know, like he, he's reflective of things. And he's like, should we really be doing this and kind of quiet and reserved, but in, but in a way that's like a reserved strength, not just like a coward. Um. And so I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm just really enjoying my time with it. I'll put it that way. Uh It really helps my time on the elliptical go by quickly because I'm playing a game that I really like. And not that I didn't really like Ace Attorney, but um, man, it, I've just got great oh, things. You're to say filthy so weeb so trash, and you yes, like RPGs. yes, all my uh, fe- filthy weeb trash. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that's what I've been playing. So I'm at a negative three for the year after finishing Ace Attorney. uh Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and Chroma Squad. So. Okay. okay. How about you? What have you been playing? Uh, Just
1: a lot of multiplayer stuff, you, you know, oh, and by a lot. I mean, in the, the last week, I've been playing more than I had in the previous three weeks. Um, okay. Deuce hit me up a couple of times, and we've been kind of getting back into the Destiny 2 grind. Um, it's Dude, that game, it's so good. Like mechanically, <laughs> it is so good mm-hmm. um it is just so much fun to play like um yeah it's just it's it's tough because there are decisions mm. that Bungie makes that I'm just like it it's kind of like watching somebody like self sabotage, but at the same time mm. they're like punching. Okay, there's there's two parts to it. So sometimes it feels like you're you're in this relationship with Bungie where they're like the mean older brother and they've got your arm and they're just like, why are you quit hitting yourself, quit hitting yourself, quit hitting <laughs> yourself, right? Because they're like, you know, you're gonna keep buying this this slop and and, and you know we're just gonna keep giving you this slop. Um, mm-hmm. But then there's but like I said, the, the gameplay is is brilliant. The, like the it's just a really mechanically, it's it's just a super enjoyable game. Mm-hmm. And sometimes when the story is good, the story is really stinking good. Like Witch Queen is way better than it has any right to be. Um, okay, that that DLC in particular is really great. Uh, there are other parts where it's just like they, they fall all. The, there's other parts where it's like, dude, you guys are so close, and then it's like, and part of that is like, yeah, it's it's a great game. It's a great game. It's a great game that I'm like. I want people to play it, but at the same time, like I understand when they're like, nah. I'm like, I get I get it. <laughs> like, before before I, you know, I used to not play Destiny 2 and then I took an arrow to the knee. Um, <laughs> kind of deal. Uh so we've been playing a good bit of that lately. Um I've been playing uh Deuce bought Helldivers 2. And because we share digital libraries, that means I have a copy of Hell Divers too. Uh-huh. And so, I have uh, I have engaged in some spreading of the uh, the super democracy, and it is quite uh, it is quite enjoyable, my friends. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> like this game, it, and it's it's kind of fascinating because this game has sold like gangbusters the the servers it, it's had like all the problems devs kind of want to have but also don't want to have where it's like there's too many people playing it and they had to they had to like upscale their server capacity like really really quickly and it's just like mm-hmm. it's been a wild success and i'm super excited for arrowhead uh the team that made this the developer that made this uh because mm-hmm. it's just good it's just fun it's like uh i've played uh with Primarily with Parker and with my brother. And uh there's some guys from work that play. There's Ken. uh Micah. We actually Micah picked up a copy and he uh I think maybe even tomorrow night there's maybe plans to to go and sort of do our part. Um nice you know, there was a Starship Troopers reference. Um <laughs> you know, because this game is basically Star Troopers again. It's great it's 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 just a ton a ton of fun it is like it doesn't the the humor is kind of like just spot on it's 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 fun it's nice it's it's really just a blast and i'm i'm glad uh to to be able to play uh gauntlet uh and and gauntlet Ooh. still haven't beat gauntlet yet um we're probably about halfway maybe a little bit past halfway it's like one of those things okay. where i'm pretty sure if we just sat down uh in it, over the course of a session or two like we could just sort of crank it out but it's mm-hmm. also like well why play gauntlet which is also an arrowhead game by the way um oh. Yeah, the same same dev um but why play gauntlet when you can play hell divers too uh, it's kind <laughs> of like the 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 issue that we're running into but i we haven't been i haven't been anything um mostly because i haven't been playing anything this month uh for the yeah. well aside from multiplayers stuff um but yeah it's it's kind of like it's just been it that's been kind of cool lately um but that being said um my beatdown scores at zero and speaking of the beatdown it's time to talk about well all the the plugs um Mm -hmm. so let's just kick this one you guys know it's coming we're going to talk about gg uh the official app of the backlog beatdown um Mm -hmm. it's basically a letterbox style app for your game collection you can create custom lists which is how we keep track of everything um we have a list for acquisitions and we have a list for the games that we beat. You can rate review games and, uh, you know, there's a whole bunch of like different features kind of building. Like he's constantly like tweaking it. Um, well now instead of like there's a wish list function instead of like want to play it's like it's it's really come a long ways from its 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 original origins and and charles watson he's the guy behind it all we we know him we like him we count him as a friend and we really uh we love what he's doing and we think that you should check this out and the whole kit is free 99 off the, off the get-go and if you like what he's in like if you like what you see like what you're experiencing for five bucks a month or 50 bucks a year you can get access to the elite tier and we with the elite program, um, you get access to early builds. You get more access to Charles, a special role in his Discord server. You know, uh, it's it's worthwhile in in my opinion. Um, so, you know, what are you waiting for? Go check it out. Um, other things that you might want to consider throwing money at it's it's us. It's this 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 podcast, like like so many other podcasts out there. We have a Patreon, um, but we really want you to think of it as a bit of a tip jar um we don't put there we don't have any tiers or anything like that um it's just kind of like you know for as little as a buck a month you can get early and uncut access to each and every uh, episode you can get a, there's a video feed for our patrons uh they get a special role in our discord server and each and every patron um gets to pick a topic or a game for us to cover in an, in an episode of uh or the breakdown every year so We like those guys. We, uh, you know, we we'd be doing this anyways, but it does it definitely makes it a little uh, easier, uh, a little more fun, knowing that there are people who really like what we do. Um, Mm -hmm. We're really grateful for the the support of our patrons, and if Mm -hmm. that's something that sounds appealing to you, well, hey, join us, and you know, you can get all the inside dirt. uh, You know, but, but what I will warn you is that if you join and you're like, I'm going to become a patron and make josh and nate play some really awful games Mm -hmm. you know we'll just veto that like straight up it was like they're like a big red stamp denied um Mm -hmm. you know it's like life life is too short to play bad bad games uh
0: (laughs) that being said never plan on touching shadow the hedgehog so
1: never ever (laughs) like any sonic adjacent stuff period i'm kind of like that's a hard nope uh (laughs) but uh we we mentioned uh some of this a little bit but we oh my gosh i'm talking so poorly um much good such garbage shoot mm. me now like mm. what happened my brain just went um alongside our friends uh Paul the artist currently known as Techno Funk Boy uh Wesley Ray the henshin Dad himself and Porcho we are all members of the Playwell network. Uh Paul's current project is The Thorns of War. Uh it's an actual play podcast set in the Dragonlance universe mm-hmm. which is d d kind of but also not. But yes. Um Wes his current project is the retronim uh podcast it's sort of a nostalgia ish kind of video game podcast thing it's like sometimes but it's not strictly video game and nostalgia like there's a lot of like r- pokemon ranking lists or, or tiers mm-hmm. and, and stuff mm-hmm. so it's it's good it's fun um I think one of his more recent episodes, he talked about Kingdom Hearts, at which point in time, like for even even though that was only like 10 or 15 minutes, I was like hard now. Like, no, (laughs) you refuse. Um, And then Porcho had nothing new under the porch. Um, So, yeah, we love these guys. We like what they're about. And here's a word from one of them. Hey there, I'm Wes, and
0: I run the Henshin Dab Podcast. If you don't know what that is, well, it's a one-man show where I talk about all the things that you need to know about the tokusatsu genre from Japan. If you've seen shows like Power Rangers and Ultraman, then you've seen tokusatsu. And I just happen to think those types of shows are pretty cool. So come on over and take a listen as I discuss all the current and retro happenings in the genre. You can find it over at anchor.fm forward slash henchin dad. I'll see you there. And don't forget henchin' a go, go baby.
1: And we're back. So we, uh, it wasn't even, it wasn't me alluding to it. It was, I out and out came and said, we're going to talk a little bit about, uh, a fairly recent Daryl talks games, uh, uh, video essays that he had done recently mm-hmm. uh, and uh, about beating or finishing his backlog. And the right. first one, I think it's, you know, probably like 30, 40 minutes, somewhere in that ballpark. It's it's not super, super long, but he basically sets this task of like, he's going to basically beat his backlog. And I think he generated a list of about 90 games. Mm-hmm. Um, and He did some math and he was like, he, he kind of broke it down. He said, if he spent four hours a day playing games, you know, he could get through his his backlog reasonably mm-hmm. um and i can't remember exactly what we had because i i do feel like we had talked about this in yeah. a prior episode and i just kind of remember thinking like dude that's you're kind of setting yourself up here for failure man um <laughs> and lo and behold uh that's kind of what happened but not really because it it sounds like he might have learned some valuable lessons along the way, mm. like the, the, the the real the backlog real <laughs> was was your friends all along, the the friends you made along the along way, along the yeah. way, yeah, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it was it was kind of it was an interesting little journey, uh, but like I said, the follow up, um, and I think like it's you might spend an hour and a half between the two videos. And it's, mm-hmm. it's interesting. And uh, I think that to see where he started and where he kind of ended, but um, yeah. why don't you sort of kick us off and, and sort of lead the charge here, Joshua?
0: Sure. So. Yeah. So uh, first off, I will go ahead and throw the uh, video links uh, for those videos. If you want to watch them in the show notes of this episode, just a uh, fair warning, there is language throughout them. So if you don't like, you know, F-bombs and things like that, then sorry uh that's just that just comes with the territory uh, but we can you don't necessarily have to watch the videos in order to participate in our discussion here um uh, yeah so so that's just kind of preliminary. The only other thing uh that I do want to set out and say is that i recognize I just want to define some terms because I recognize that it could be a little uh misleading when i say you know when i title an episode enjoying the beatdown you might be thinking oh they're doing another episode about this beatdown th- you know meta game that they always talk about on all these episodes and that is not the case um, maybe while- maybe we
1: should amend the title
0: mm. um the pers- maybe like how not to <laughs> beat down your backlog <laughs> yeah yeah that could work as well um but for the sake of this conversation, when I say beat down um I am referring to beating down your backlog which just means focusing on the games that you already own versus picking up new games that's really all that it is we we uh, you know call that meta game that we play in order to do that like it, there's one of the ways that we do that is through this game the 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 2024 beat down but when we say beat down, in the context of this episode, largely just what we're talking about is beating down the backlog that you already have. It's focusing on those games, um, not always going for the new and shiny. And so with that definition in place, um, if you've been listening to us for any number of time, or for any amount of time, you might know that that is kind of one of the one of the big things that we talk about here uh in our podcast you know the whole the whole title of the podcast of the backlog breakdown is because we carry uh fairly substantial backlogs the both of us which are games that we have purchased that we have not finished in one form or fashion whether that is hey, you give it a good try and, and it's not for you, whether that is actually finishing, you know, rolling credits or completing, um, or whether it's just kind of fizzling out halfway through the game. Regardless, uh, it's those games that we want to play, that we own, that at one time in our lives we said, this is worth X amount of dollars that I dropped on it, and uh, and but we just hadn't gotten around to playing it. So we both believe that focusing on the, your backlog of games is a worthwhile endeavor, right? We we think it's good mm-hmm. to not just be carried along by the whims of the uh, gaming industry, of marketing, uh, of hype, and maybe maybe it's your friends, maybe it's all these things, but it's very easy to be caught up in in just kind of the gaming zeitgeist and buying the new and the shiny when you have uh, perfectly good games at home and I'm not referencing, you know, the meme where, where you have, you know, we have uh, Zelda at home. Yeah, exactly. Or you have, you have power yeah. world at home and it's just Pokemon Scarlet. Um, no, I'm not <laughs> talking about that. I just mean, <laughs> I mean uh, actually owning, you know, you already own games and you don't necessarily need to be buying Whoa. new ones. And, and
1: so much of it was born out of, and and so many, I think, so many backlogs are born out of like, sort of, just acquisition for acquisition's sake. Oh, something's yes. on sale, so we pick it up, mm-hmm. or you know, so there's a lot of hype around this game, so we pick it up. And there are a lot of games that people uh, maybe maybe start but never finish, um, and sometimes there's good reasons behind it, and there's not. But it is one of those things where, it, in a lot of ways. None of this exists in a vacuum, right? Mm-hmm. And so th- there's a way to sort of look at your backlog and and feel like guilt and shame. And I think even part of what we're doing is like some of that is might be right. Like maybe they like maybe you yeah. have spent money yeah. that you should not have spent, uh, and there there should be a little bit of guilt. Sure. There should be a little bit of shame there. Mm-hmm. But I don't think that it is necessary to be imprisoned or enslaved to that. And so part of what we're doing is like, we're trying to set people free, you know, and this, this feels very like buzzwordy and kind of like, <laughs> but we, we are really trying to kind of help people set themselves free from the burden of the backlog in a lot of mm-hmm. ways and and say like, there's a way that you can meaningfully engage this without being enslaved to it, without mm-hmm sort of just continually to just continually throwing money at it and, and, and continuing the cycle is like you, you, this is, this is a, a bit of a tool to help people who are interested in sort of maybe developing a healthier sort of rate, a uh, rhythm of consumption. Um, mm-hmm. because like the, 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 reality is like, it's very easy to just fall into like acquire, 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 you yes. know? because, steam sales exist and Mm -hmm. things and (laughs) bogo sales exist and there's all sorts of things like you know there's all sorts of stuff like the 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 psn storefront and the xbox storefront there's constantly stuff going on sale and there's always there's always a reason to spend money and and it's not that spending money is bad but we shouldn't you know it's there's a there is a sort of a spiritual aspect to this in the sense that you need to be mindful like of of what you're doing with your resources and so Mm -hmm. we just want to encourage people to maybe sort of like pump the brakes and engage that a little bit right um right and that's that's not just a problem in our circles that's that's a problem in just broader culture Mm -hmm. and it's like this this little niche is is an area where we can sort of fight back against some of that. Hopefully. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I think you'd, that's a great way of putting it. And that's something that we, you know, have, have believed and have touted, I would say um, from the very first few episodes of the podcast. So that is, that is kind of the foundation of, of like, Hey, you know, grow up a little bit, Recognize what you're doing um, and don't just mindlessly acquire new things mm-hmm. um, the, without, without, you know, accounting the costs, at least, you know, not just financially, but also time costs and things like that. So uh, when we watched the initial video, when we took a look at, you know, this guy, Daryl, uh, Mr. Talks himself, uh, the, the, when he set <laughs> out to beat down... <laughs> his backlog over the course of a year. Um, it's, it's interesting. It's, it's interesting to hear from other people. Why, why do you want to do that? Um, and how are you going to go about doing that? And how are you, how can you do that kind of in a healthy way? Cause we all recognize, Hey, there are some people that are just unhealthy or, or maybe this is just a little bit of jealousy ca- creeping up in the back of my mind. There are some people that just you know, they do YouTube full time or whatever. And so, or they they stream, you know? And so they can play eight, nine, 10 hours a day. And they're like, oh, I'm going to beat down my backlog. And, and, you know, part of that is like, oh, good for you. That's never going to be me.
1: You know, you I mean, know. The, it's your response is very nice. Mine is go get a life, nerd. Um, <laughs> yeah. nerd. Before I shove you in your locker. Um. <laughs> I have I've become everything that you know that I hated um, in my youth. I've become
0: <laughs> the embittered bully who just likes to stuff people in their lockers. Were the bullies the ones who were right? Huh. Uh, anyways, no. So so it's, it's an interesting, it's, it's interesting just to take a look at how someone else does it. Um, mm-hmm. I, I'm impressed by, uh, Daryl in that he does not do YouTube full time. Um, I, mm-hmm. one, I think, I think the the, at least these video essays are, are very well done high quality. Um, and I like his sense of humor as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so, yeah. so I'm surprised that it's not a full time thing because I think he's, he is actually pretty thoughtful. Um, but that said, uh I, I appreciate that he only sets aside a certain amount of time each day. So I, I could relate a little bit more to to this guy, although I do not make a uh a a list of games that I will or, or excuse me, I I, I cannot Codify my entire backlog and say I can beat it down in in the course of a year. That that is well, and I that think is like, an impossible task. I think too. You
1: have to give props to him because he really did. He narrowed it down. He's right. like, these are the ninety yeah. games really that did. I really feel are mission critical. Yeah, and then he there was a lot of like prep and work. Like he did how long to beat numbers and all sorts of like he there was a lot of like data generated. You know. Yeah. For this which like i'm like that's very thorough and that's actually sort of like i've been meaning to go back to like my uh, one i need to update it but like my backlog list um yeah and um i need to update it remove games that have been played and and sort of actually i don't know how i'm gonna do that
0: well don't feel bad because i haven't touched mine in a very long time either so i'm right there with you <laughs> yeah I'm,
1: not, I'm but it was it was just it's it was a very you know he was very meticulous and very mm-hmm. sort of like thorough in putting together the data and how he sort of like ran the numbers and everything else it was uh, mm-hmm. it was it was pretty impressive like there was a good bit of work just put into organizing this so you yeah, know you have to give him you have to give him props and even mm-hmm. though like in and sort of all of the prepping and everything else it was kind of one of those things where, and even though it's like, I I mean, like, let's be honest. Like, we're like, oh, four hours, four hours a day. Okay. That's mm-hmm. not that much, but it's like, well, mm-hmm. then there's real life. Yeah. And, uh, yeah.
0: I don't have four hours a day.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: I don't like, I'm not saying that I don't do that from time to time, mm-hmm. but like on the regular, yeah, I, I don't have four hours a day to commit to. Beating down my backlog, so
0: yeah. yeah. um, At this point in my life, it's close. It's much, much closer to four hours a week than it is four hours a day. Um, But that's just me. Uh, Mm -hmm. So I think uh, kind of an initial question to ask at the outset of something like this, and to to pull back from his video. But well, he he mentioned this as well. Is if if we agree, you know, that we ought to be focusing on the games that we already own Um, the just kind of asking, I'm I'm going to just offer a bit of an amendment instead of focusing, I would say prioritizing there. Okay. Yeah. uh,
1: That we already own.
0: Yeah. And that's good. That's yeah. I like that a lot too, because it's not, you know, we're not anti new game. Um, It's just, yeah a matter of priority. So I like, I like that a lot. Um, the, the question becomes, what is the purpose? Like, why do we want to prioritize these things? And we've kind of already said it, but just to make it clear, um, is that we don't want to be mindless in the way that we, you know, just kind of pulled around by our every whim, um, in and always chasing after the new and shiny because the video game industry, whether you want to call it journalism or not, or just marketing machine of video games, it, it in order to function, they want you to buy the newest and the shiniest, um, not even necessarily the best. So, uh, th- what is the purpose of of beating down your backlog? I think one of the things that Daryl uh, makes clear in these videos is that as someone who is creating YouTube content and and in particular around video games, there are a lot of seminal video game experiences, at least that he understands, that he has never experienced, you know, that he's never played. And so, you know, one of the things he talks about in, in the second video is he's never played a Resident Evil game. And so he wants to, to prioritize those games that he already owns that are in that series so that he can get an idea for the game, for the genre, for things like that. So it might be slightly different for you, for your answer of, of why you want to beat down your backlog. I know for me it was, yeah, just to slow down on the games that I own, um, not have this kind of scarcity mindset of like no i need to buy it now you know it's on sale now so i need to buy it now kind of a thing and and really start counting the cost of what these games uh whether or not i can even play them uh so so those are you know i I think that's a good purpose is like even just to sit and enjoy the games you know to to play the best experiences not just the cheapest if that makes sense you know
1: well and and it's some of it too and this is stuff that we've kind of explored at as time has gone on but it's it really is more about sort of it is is about mastering the, the the video games are are meant to be a recreation they're meant to be, to refresh us to restore us And what has happened, I think for so many people is that you kind of get in this loop where it's like, I got to keep up. I got to keep up. I got to stay ahead Mm -hmm. or I got to whatever. Yeah. And part of it is sort of being able to like step in and break that cycle and say like, you don't actually have to keep up. You don't like, and you like, and like, and you're not keeping up. So why don't Mm -hmm. you sort of like pump the brakes and just enjoy this stuff like like find ways to actually meaningfully engage and actually enjoy the stuff that you've already purchased instead of because like the 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 part of it is like the the there's a bit of a dopamine hit from the purchase it's like Mm -hmm. it feels good to get something new to get something shiny right you know we talked a little bit about that and it's like and then as soon as that, that shiny wears off, like, I mean, dude, we're seeing it all the time. And I mean, we've seen it in the last like couple of months. And it's like, I I know I mentioned hell world too, or hell world, yeah. hell divers Two, hell world mm-hmm. Two, power. The, the, but I was, but it's like, you know, po before that it was power world mm-hmm. before that, I'm sure there was some other game that everybody was, you know, Baldur's gate. Everybody was talking about Baldur's gate, you know, and it's like, mm-hmm. and it's like, they I mean, there, there's a group of guys that, uh, I, I know who like, that's them. It's like the, the new big thing they're playing mm-hmm. it, and it's like, and it's like, and then, you know, a month or two goes down the road and the new big thing comes up and they're all playing it. And okay. it's, and so it's like, sometimes you would buy this game to like, sort of like hang out with them. And by the time you get into it, it's like, they're already, you know, they're, yeah. they're they're like, we're done with that, like we we've moved on, and it's like oh, oh <laughs> cool, cool story um, but it's just like that's that's kind of like that's a little frustrating and it's expensive, and yeah <laughs> y- you know, so it it's kind of like i think for for me that that question is like why beat down the backlog what What are you trying to accomplish? I think it really is more about like helping me to find healthier rhythms and, and actually enjoy the things that I own instead of just feeling like the, the, again, the, the, the need to stay on top of it. Th- there's a very much a way where it's like, you know, I would love, y- y- you kind of like would love to just have it be zero, right? Like where you have like mm-hmm. no backlog. And there's some people like, you know, friend of the show or our buddy Micah, he doesn't really have a backlog. Like he plays things and then he, he moves on but like he does so in a way that is thorough and sort of deep and meaningful but he just doesn't he's like like the the thing is he and i sort of joke about it it's like old game is old he doesn't ever really go back <laughs> you, you know and um it, but it the way that I've, I've sort of come to look at it too is it's like there's a part of me that doesn't really want to like, I I want to sort of engage with my video games the way that I would engage with my books or that like, you Mm -hmm. know, sometimes there's, there's games that are worth going back and revisiting, you know, and, and to have like sort of a a pile of these experiences of these, these sort of virtual worlds I could sort of pull up, maybe experience something new. That's like, there is something kind of like cool. And dare I say special about having that. Um, you know, yeah. so it kind of, to me, leads us into this next question that was sort of posed and, and maybe I'm mm-hmm. getting a little bit, but like, what would it feel like to have your backlog finished while you're sort of operating under the understanding that, that in a lot of ways this is an impossible task. Now, mm-hmm. what I would say is like, it doesn't necessarily have to be an impossible task. It just means mm-hmm. you'd have to probably really rein in your purchases. Yeah, uh, you'd probably like, and I think like even as the years have gone, like you and I have both called our lists several times, right? um Like I, I have I probably be- between all the different free games that I've picked up over the years and all the di- like mm-hmm. my Steam library and everything else, I probably have close to a thousand games, right? Like right. that I'm sitting on that I you know, but th- but the reality is like I I called that list and I have about four hundred four or five hundred on my my backlog my official backlog list and actually Mm -hmm. like even that it's like some of those i was looking at that and that's like the stuff where it's like it's like it was basically like it's like i'm super like super interested in this i'm pretty interested in this and i'm like i kind of want to play this but like and everything that was like that like i'm not really interested in this i just have it (laughs) it's like i was just like no it's not even making the cut like right right and maybe someday i'll come back and be like oh no like i'm gonna play this thing now um but yeah it's like to me even that question is like what would it feel like to have your backlog completely finished i don't know kind of empty kind of Mm. like Mm. and it's it's not to I I think maybe when we started out there was kind of like this idea of maybe getting to zero or getting to like much more and and I do think like it would be nice to have a much more manageable pile right yeah um but it's like I love video games I love playing Mm -hmm. them and to to not have anything sort of like to look forward to or to want to go back to Mm mm-hmm I mean maybe someday there will come a point but to me I was like that that just feels like that that's almost like missing the, that's missing the force for the trees like the the point yeah. isn't to just get rid of it all the point is to meaningfully engage it and so right. like like the, the even that question I, I thought was like I, like it's it's kind of like almost like to 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 borrow from uh and I know I'm using this a little out of context but uh to borrow from the Princess Bride, I do not think that means what you think it means, kind of like thing. <laughs> like yeah, and again, it's a little bit of a paraphrasing, I get it. Yeah, I, I did not quote it perfectly. But that's that's kind of like my response is like I don't think that's gonna work the way that you want it to. I don't think that's that's really what you're after. And um, but for you, like what what like when you look at that question, like w- mm-hmm.
0: what what is
1: that prompting you?
0: Yeah. I, so I think the first thing that I thought of was what what, one is because I I think it is actually, um, impossible in the sense that I, I kind of default to looking at it as like, oh, all these games on how long to beat. I literally don't have enough time in my life, you know, because I don't have enough time to dedicate to video games. Like for the rest of my life, I can't play these, you know hundreds of games uh like i literally it it's impossible from that standpoint however the more that i thought about it is is i think what you're saying too is that sure it's impossible to finish all of these games but uh what about just starting you know starting a game finding out it's not what you want and and letting that roll off of the backlog in the sense that you just shelve it you know that you abandon it um then mm-hmm. then, it's, then it becomes much more feasible. And honestly, the more that I think about that, um, and I think I brought up this a little bit when I was talking about Chroma Squad, when I was talking about reviews here lately, is that I'm becoming more picky as I get older. Not that I'm not open to new experiences, not that I'm not open to new genres. No, I am. But uh, yeah, if, if, uh, if my interest level is a two out of five, I probably won't be playing that game any time. I definitely won't be playing it anytime soon. Realistically, I probably won't be playing it at all because there's so many other games that rank at a four or five that I want to play that even threes, you know, again, out of five, my little scale, even a three is not going to be touched at this rate for years so probably never
1: <laughs> you know I, I like I like that sort of like the that sort of ranking saying that, okay, like this is a three, this is a four, this is a five that's mm-hmm. sort of even just like an an, an interest sort of generator, like, yeah, and it's saying like, okay, like fives are like, yeah, definitely want to get to this four is mm-hmm. like, I'd like to get to this, and then yeah. threes there's like
0: yeah if
1: I maybe someday.
0: Kind I've of, heard this is good. Yeah. Am I personally mm-hmm. interested? Yeah, yeah, sure. Uh yeah. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. the, yeah, that's that's how I tend to kind of rank the games and, yeah. and kind of figure out. But but we've also had these other things in play um and I don't want to get too sidetracked here, but but by uh scheduling out the game or the games, you know, by setting goals for the games that I want to finish in the year, um that helps me stay on track by having our drafts. That helps me stay on track, you know, of, of what is coming up next or even experiencing things like, frankly, another Phoenix Wright game would not have been very high on my list, except that, uh, well, I mean, I I purchased them last year, so I wanted to play one this year. Um, but even the draft, you know, that we had with our, our patrons, uh, or excuse me, not in our patrons, but on discord, we had that draft there. Mm -hmm. And, um, And, you know, I probably wouldn't have tackled it so early. I probably wouldn't have jumped into Xenoblade this early in the year uh, if not for that draft. So that's kind of the, from the, the standpoint of knowing that it's an impossible task, but what would it feel like to actually finish my backlog? And my first initial reaction is like you said, it would feel awkward and weird and like, oh, I guess I, I guess I'm done. Like not not a sense of oh amazing accomplishment I beat X amount of games like that's actually not the point. The point is not to say that I've played hundreds of games as if that's some sort of like street cred thing that would that I'd really feel good about. It's not the it's it, and it came to this realization like it was it was actually profound is too strong of a word but it was very stark this realization of like. That, yeah that, that's not the point. The point is to like you said, enjoy my time. The point i think if if we think of the purpose of recreation as something to um to help us recharge and rest you know from work and to to give us energy to go back into work eventually, you know later, however long um if we think of it that way then then why would I? uh, view video games as something, you know, to, to check off a box, like basically mm-hmm. another form of work. It kind of defeats the purpose. And maybe I'm, maybe I'm kind of, uh, breadcrumbing kind of where I'm, I've been ta- I've been thinking through these things myself, but, um, that said, yeah, what would it feel like? I don't think it would be an immense accomplishment of like, oh, I, f- I finally did. Maybe there would be, a, um, some of that if I was more regimented with things. Maybe there would be a a slight bit of that. But honestly, I think I would look back on some of the favorite games that I found, my favorite experiences, favorite stories, things like that, and probably just want to replay some of those. Um, Mm -hmm. But it's not like a mountaintop experience of like, oh, I finally beat down my backlog. Like, No, the point isn't even in the beating down of the backlog. The point is in the really savoring the experiences and finding the best ones, frankly, you know, the ones that that resonate with me the most and the things that I see.
1: I think, you know, and, and that's, that's the point. And, and sort of going back to Daryl and his sort of Mm -hmm. experience here, like he eventually kind of gets there, but along the way he kind of burns himself out because he, it becomes this, like, gotta like, gotta keep up with it. Gotta tick the box And I mean, the first year we did backlog golf, we all sort of like walked away from that year going like, oh, this was, this was a terrible idea. Um, (laughs) You know, it's like, and kind of like, because it, it became about sort of chasing the numbers and sort of trying to put like a quantity on, on what is a, basically a qualitative sort of experience. Mm. Um, I like that. And it's, it's, it's one of those things it's like, you know, sort of moving on to the next question is like, does beating down your backlog change the way that you play games? Is that healthy uh, or does that derail the purpose of recreation? And again, you know, I, and I would encourage people just to, to listen to those the uh, or watch Daryl's essays. I, I, again, it was, it was kind of interesting. It was also, if again, full disclosure, there was a lot of me going like, well, duh, dude. Like, this is exactly what's going to happen. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, um, and, and real life kind of got in the way and Mm -hmm. several times and it was like, and he would be having fun and they'd be like, oh, got to get back to the backlog. And that's, Mm -hmm. that's the point is like, I've had several years where it's like fairly low scoring years, um most of my years have been fairly low scoring because at some point in time or another, I get into something that just sort of like sucks up all the oxygen. And I'm like, like last year Ghost of Tsushima. like ate up a ton of time for me. Destiny mm-hmm. two. a oh, Marvel snap too. Marvel snap. Yeah, just
0: that was the one I was going to point out.
1: Wow. But the, the point is, it's like, I was having fun with all of that stuff. Well, for yeah. Snap. I was having fun up until I wasn't. Um, well, yeah. We, we don't want to talk about... We don't talk <laughs> about Marvel Snap right now. You were um, until you weren't. Yeah. I was until I I was not. Yeah. But there is a way, and I think... what's interesting to me is that because i I think like his his whole thing was like basically a distilled process of what we've sort of been engaging with over the last three or four years Mm -hmm. like what we've sort of been wrestling with and and walking through and i just i thought it was fascinating you know because it kind of hits out on a bit of an accelerated timetable and he ends up Sort of landing in it for different reasons, and wouldn't say a hundred percent cosine with sort of where he lands. But he kind of lands in the space where he recognizes that, like, yeah, when you turn it into like just like ticking off the box, it really does just kill everything. Whereas, with like you know, I think he talked about Street Fighter four or five, or maybe, maybe it was six. Whatever yeah, Street Fighter six. game. What Was it six? And he was just Mm -hmm. like, I can't stop playing it. I can't stop playing it. He talked about Persona 4 Golden, I think. Mm -hmm. And he was like, he was like, he played that game for like two, three months and didn't play anything else. And then all of a sudden it's like this, oh, we got to keep up. And he ends up doing this thing where he just like starts like, just like, like just carving things out. But he's like, nope, not doing this, not doing this, not doing this. And... Mm -hmm. Just to sort of like keep up with it. And I'm like, to me, I'm like, dude, you're kind of missing the point here. Like you're 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 getting some of the right answers. Like, yes, some of the stuff needs to be cut out. Some of it was just like, you had a bad like data model from the get-go, man. Like this Mm -hmm. whole like, I need to play four hours every day kind of thing. No, get rid of that. Think you know, like, think about how much time you can realistically dedicate to to games and then Mm -hmm. give yourself the freedom like you you know we've talked about it a little bit but part of it is i i've taken this month off except for multiplayer games and because it was part of it it was just like i was getting a little burnout i was getting a little i felt like i was just i was kind of in that mode where it's like my default reaction was to play video games And, and i think like as soon as you get into that space where it's like this just becomes the thing that you do, that's dangerous grounds um yeah. one because it, yeah. it, it sort of it potentially could be an idolatrous relationship, but in addition to mm-hmm. that, it's like you're taking it for granted and it's not doing the thing that's supposed to like if this is recreation, these things are supposed to restore you, they're supposed to refresh you, and if you're just treating it like a, a like more work, then it's not doing the thing it's supposed to, and they're not meant to be work. They're meant to be, you know. Even like harder games, like heavier games, like The Last of Us and The Last of Us Part Two. Those mm-hmm. are, in a way, supposed to like like they're they're art. They're mm-hmm. a medium. You know what I'm saying? They're Like, yeah. it's not supposed to feel like work, mm-hmm. and. So, and like, like I was kind of like burning out on destiny too, a little bit. And I took some time off and I came back and I'm, I'm loving my time with it. And probably what'll yes. happen is like Deuce and I'll play for a while. We'll kind of get our fill and we'll move on, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's, I think also too, it's like, I'm gonna, the, the way that I'm playing is like, I play with, Buddies from work. I'm going to play with some buddies from work. I'm going to play with my brother. You know, we're going to hop in, and that's going to be like really the time that I. Occasionally, I'll probably play some on my own, but it's like the way I'm even going to engage it is different. And like, I find myself enjoying my time and almost like craving Mm -hmm. that again. Saying like, no, it would be really good to have a little bit of time in this game, or but and and but not even just with the game, but like with my friends. You know, it's like one, one of the right. things that was really kind of cool about Hell Divers was that, like, you know, yes, we're playing the game, but the game's not like that. Like, yes, we're talking about the game, but we're also like talking about other stuff and we're joking around. And it's kind of just like a very silly and kind of social moment. And it was really, mm-hmm. really kind of special to me. Um, and and I'm it's not awesome. trying to make it sound like I'm not trying to overemphasize it, but it was like, mm-hmm. it, there was kind of this moment where it's like, oh yeah this is what video games can be. This is what video games are in mm-hmm. a way meant to be in a lot of ways, and I think yeah. that there is a way again to engage with this medium healthily. There's also yeah. a way that like it can destroy you and i and it, frankly, I think there are a lot of people like who this thing is ruling their lives, and it's ruin, and therefore it's ruining their lives. But, yeah, you know, we won't get, you know, too far down that road. Like mm-hmm. for you, like, what what do you? I, I guess what what are your yeah. thoughts?
0: There? Yeah, well, I I think that was really well said, and I I uh, you know by and large, like uh, agree with, with pretty much everything you said. So I don't have too much more to add. Um, just again, this is kind of echoing what you said, but I, I agree that even like at the outset of, of what Daryl was trying to do, um, he, I have seen multiple other people attempt to do the same thing. I've seen the same type of video done before and come to very similar conclusions of, uh, you know, it's almost like what are the well, I guess that's that's like five stages of grief. That's not true. Uh, it's not full on that, but it is like things get away from you, and then in the next stage, it's a denial that no, I can still you know make up for lost time. and then it's a, a depression of, I'm not actually gonna do this, and so uh, then it's a bargaining, well, I'll throw off half my backlog and and just beat down this half of the backlog. And that'll count as beating down my backlog. And then it's like a full, the the final arc of this series is where you, is this acceptance of the backlog is no longer a backlog. It is a, um, you know, shelf of experiences or, you know, whatever, whatever you want to, you know, like a, a book, a library. It's a, it's a library. Or a, uh, yeah. Or a movie, you know, vault or something like that, you know, where it's, that that's how you cope with the fact that you're not going to finish your backlog is that, Oh, this is no longer a problem. No, these are actually, it's actually good that I have this, you know? Um, and I do see that as a bit of a cope, a bit, not all, um, but a bit of a cope. Um, it can be, I
1: think, yeah, I think when you come to terms properly, yes, it's, it's one thing. Like when you come to it and it's like, it's, it's like, Yeah, but if you if you're just sort of like getting like it's almost sort of like coming to it grudgingly at the end. Mm -hmm. You you know, it's like this is the way that I have to formulate it in order to feel good about my decisions. I'm like Right. I'm like Yes. Missing
0: the point. Like the (laughs) exercises
1: and missing the point here, friends. Like this is not how Mm -hmm. this is supposed to work.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So maybe that's me reading into it of like I I would feel that way. Um so so Yeah, I I take that with a grain of salt. Um, But uh, I uh, all that to say is that I've seen that arc with multiple um, content creators. I'll put it that way: of of finally like coming to terms with, oh no, this is no longer a a backlog that has to be beaten down. It's you know, yeah. And and so with that said, that even though that's not exactly where he ends up, he does end up coming around of like no um, this isn't a healthy way to do that. You know, I had all these good intentions and it didn't work out and it's no longer, you know, this just was not a healthy way of, of going about it. Um, so how do we do that? Um, I think, you know, not to, not to toot our own horns here, but I think some of the things that we've put into play, um, here with the podcast and with the Discord group and the things that we do together have helped me personally. And I think this is why we continue them, okay? Um, I, again, I'm not just trying to say, oh, we have the perfect system. No, I think we have a system that helps me engage with games of some of the things I've put in into practice for myself is I can only buy games that I plan to play within the next year. Like that's just a rule I've set for myself, um, to know whether or not I actually really want this game that I'm picking up, or whether or not oh it's on sale and so I'll pick it up. You know that that helps me. Um, the The drafts are really helpful for for new games. Uh, the beatdown meta that we have is helpful for me. Not you know like you said there are pitfalls to it. Certainly, like the first year that we did it, and just trying to to mindlessly get points but in tandem recognizing why i'm i play video games like recognizing the purpose of recreation that has to be upheld cuz you can so easily get get uh, your eyes on fixed on just pumping up your numbers um but if you stay on course with no i actually want to enjoy my time with these games um then then the beatdown meta really helps me to stay on target, you know, just, just having those numbers there helps me to, to remember, okay, maybe I don't want this new game as much as I think I want this new game. So things like that have, have really helped me, um, engage in a more healthy way. And I think, I think just getting older and, and accepting like, no, I'm not going to play everything. I'm not going to play everything. And that kind of actually goes to the, the one thing that I wanted to bring up Um, that sort of, I have it written down in the form of a question, but I want to just kind of explain it a little bit is that the last episode that we released, you interviewed your nephew, I was going to say cousin, but your nephew Cade. Mm
2: -hmm. And
0: one of the questions, I think it was a, I think it was a, um, a discord question. uh, Uh, it hit me, uh, because the question was if there were any games that he wished that he was around because he's a young guy, 13, right? I believe he's 13. 13, yep. Um, So are there any games that he wished that he was alive for for when it released? And I, I tried to put myself in his shoes. And instead of going there to the actual question, I was just thinking, holy moly, like there are so many games that released before he was alive mm-hmm. that in my mind are like some of the best games of all time. You know, I love my super Nintendo the Chrono Trigger and final fantasy six and Mario brothers three and Yoshi's mm-hmm. Island and Mega Man X, you know, like all these amazing games that are not, not a part of his backlog. Okay. I I'm not going to go that far, but I'm going to say like, for me, I accumulate a backlog because I hear, Oh, these games are so amazing. So then I want to play them. But that's for a 35 year old guy who's been playing video games for, for most of his life. Mm-hmm. So imagine being a 13 year old guy and having hundreds, thousands of video games. I'll, I'll say hundreds of video games that are must plays. Mm-hmm. You know, like that is absolutely overwhelming, which means that it ne- you need to have uh, some restraint, frankly of what actually are the must plays. What are the ones that I'm going to prioritize? And that, it, it just hit me very strongly because I feel like that's something that I struggle with and that's why we have these things in play um, as someone who's been around for a long time. But imagine if there were hundreds of games released before I e- ever touched a controller that were you know, seminal experiences and things like that. So that really helped kind of put it in perspective for me Of like how how I I view my backlog, and frankly, that I don't have to play everything, even yeah. if it's considered to be a must play. Yeah, I I do think that that's something important
1: to sort of like glom onto. There is that not everything needs to be played, like, and it's mm-hmm. you, you know you only have so much time, mm-hmm. and. Yeah, it's, you're not going to get to all of it. So it's just, yeah, yeah, it's, it's pretty freeing, you know? Yeah,
0: Um, yeah.
1: You know, I think when you you get to the other side and you're like, no, you know, I I want to make the most of this, this hobby of this, Mm -hmm. this, this form of recreation. And I can't do that by sort of chasing everything down. Right. Um, so it, and it's, it's just like, and again, sort of embracing the, the more quality sort of experience versus mm-hmm. just sort of like trying to e- like consume everything. Just saying like, mm-hmm. no. And yeah, it's, it is that, that in and of itself is pretty freeing. And uh, yeah. Now, now just imagine too, like, uh, you're, you're my nephew. And you've got Mm -hmm. me just in your saying, oh, you need to play this, you need to play this, Valkyrie profile. (laughs) You're gonna play Valkyrie profile, and you're gonna love it. And if you don't like it, I'm going to like just like, um, yeah. But it's Mm -hmm. I I just think like as as time has gone on and as we have sort of continued to have these conversations, it just it more and more sort of emphasizes and reinforces this for me. Like, um, that, yeah, this is, it's a good hobby. It's a good yeah. gift from a good father, um, who like, you know, he, he gives us good things. And so video games in their, their proper form, as long as they're not advocate, like as long as they're not like, as long as you're not sinning and playing them, you know, mm-hmm. they are meant to restore, store you. They're meant to refresh you. They're meant to serve you and Mm -hmm. they make terrible masters. And, you know, it's like, I think the biggest thing is I want for like my son, I want for Byron, I want for my nephew Mm -hmm. Cademan, I want for my my other nephews and nieces is like, you know, because video games, like these things exist for them in a way that it's, it's funny that you, you, you talked about how like, we, like this, this form, this art form in a lot of ways, came we came up alongside of it. Like, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. And, but for, yeah, Cade is like, it's always been. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> right. <laughs> and for us, it was like, you know, there's arguably times in our lives where it's like video games were non-existent or whatever mm-hmm. and it's it's it, it's just like it it is it's kind of a, a remarkable thing you know just when mm-hmm. you think about it um but um uh, mm-hmm. but yeah no uh just you know I'm prayers for Cade. uh he's he's got to deal with me and and deuce you <laughs> know sort of bullying him and saying, no you need to play this um i actually i it. actually sent him a text because he said he wanted to check out destiny too i was like yeah dude mm-hmm. Like, I'm not trying to get you to like spend tons of money, but like Destiny 2 vanilla version is free. And also, right now, there's there's a collection. It's called the Legacy Collection and Mm -hmm. it's on PSM for like 15 bucks and it's normally like 60. I was like, dude, it's like 15 bucks right now and there's a whole bunch of content. And, you know, at least, at least like it's got Shadow Keep, Beyond Light, and um, Witch Queen. And Witch Queen's awesome. Okay. Yeah. Which Queen's awesome, um, Beyond Light's pretty good. I didn't, I didn't, I liked Beyond Light. It wasn't as good as Witch okay. Queen, but so yeah, and the Shadow nice. Keep was fine. Shadow Keep was like, I didn't, I didn't understand Shadow Keep, but okay, I still played it. I just didn't. I was like, <laughs> I don't understand what's going on here. But like, hey, it's fifteen bucks for like, you know, a sizable bit of content destiny Mm -hmm. too if you're if anybody's interested
0: nice so well i i think what you said earlier uh rings true that that video games are are a blessing when they're kept in their proper place but they make terrible masters. I really like how you said that. And, and I mean, you've said that on, on previous episodes as well. Um, but I think especially in the context of this conversation that we're talking about, that's what you see throughout these Daryl Talks Games videos is mm-hmm. that it makes a terrible master because he gets sick of it, you know? Mm-hmm. Like it, it's not until he recaptures the purpose of why he plays games to have fun, to enjoy himself, you know, to mm-hmm. have a good experience, uh, just an enjoyable entertaining experience that's rejuvenating um it, all those things as opposed to as opposed to being the master of like okay check off this box go to this next one play this you know roll these credits go to the next one beat down the backlog kind of a thing so um i i yeah i think that's that is we kind of come full circle back to the purpose of of why you have a backlog and really the purpose of why you enjoy video games. And, and that's as we've talked about here as a form of recreation.
1: I, I think too, like in the notes here, you have the, the question, why do you have a backlog? And the, the mm-hmm. TLDR is because I can't stop buying things. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. Well, and and that's why we put these things in place. Um, it's just, I would say this is a good reminder for me as we think through these things not to get bogged down by everything that we've kind of piled on top the systems and all that um not to forget the purpose one the, the reason we play video games um but also yeah what got us here in the first place why we have a backlog both the good and the bad so the bad being mindless you know accumulation is the bad but the good no there are actually some games that i own that I fully intend to play, that I've heard are fantastic games that I really want to get around to play. You know, like you've mentioned The Last of Us, I really want to eventually play that game and I have it. Uh, you know, so, so there are games like that. And so to, to remember why do I have this backlog, both the good and the bad, to make sure that I'm keeping the bad in check and remembering the good so that I can prioritize those games
1: yeah yeah it's it's and it's 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 a process and you're gonna yeah. like i think too like for for anybody listening to this is like you're gonna ebb and and like if you are trying mm-hmm. to engage meaningfully and sort of to to like learn how to play well you know um it is a process and it's there are going to be times where it ebbs and flows and like frankly um i i think like even building in, in times and seasons where we just step away from the medium um will really help serve serve you as as an individual Mm -hmm. to serve you know to serve the the the, and so yeah i don't i don't have it i i think you know in in a lot of ways it 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 was kind of a fun little reflection because like i said (laughs) what was interesting to me is that daryl's journey was sort of and it, yeah you're right we have seen like variations of of that before where it's like i'm going to be down my backlog and then at some point in time yeah there is the the you know it's the the whole process also like kudos my friend to basically like like sort of drawing parallels between this and the five stages of grief um <laughs> Well, it came was, up in an
0: episode of Scrubs the other day, so maybe it's it in the forefront. Like of my it was, mind. it was
1: a little <laughs> at the, Well, it, it was. Uh, I I do think it it was kind of fun to to watch Daryl's journey, uh, like mm-hmm. in a very yeah. abbreviated version, where it's like. And I think at the end of it, he did find some wisdom. You know, yeah. Maybe maybe yeah. he didn't find, you know. uh Jesus at the end of his backlog journey, (laughs) but uh, he did find some wisdom and that's, that's not necessarily a bad thing. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, I think, I think honestly, that's, that's all I've got as far as Mm -hmm. this topic goes. And I think it's, it's probably time to to start landing the plane. And so uh, for sure. Well, I, I think Josh that uh, it is the last episode of the month it and is so indeed.
0: it is that it, time it, of the month it is that uh, poor poor <laughs> choice of words i'm not going to repeat that yeah <laughs> I like that. you you stopped in the middle <laughs> just uh, <laughs>
1: um but we we have a
0: decision now we have a, a few sort of uh submissions submissions for uh, this uh this form uh within yeah, the podcast yeah what's that what's we like to called call? again? What, what is your question? question? What is your question? Where we field questions from our audience uh, that we mm-hmm. like to answer here on the air. And if your question gets picked, you get thrown into a $25 raffle that we do uh, bi yearly is that yes. biannually yes biannually that's the word. yeah there every
1: six months so at mm-hmm. the end of, with the way it's going to work is at the end of june this year we're gonna for everybody who's gotten a question submitted we're going to you know pick one of them and they're going to get a 25 dollar gift card to the vendor of their choice um within reason so but <laughs> uh so we had several submissions uh I- jesse knopp in in the Facebook group mm-hmm. had a couple. One was oh, uh, yes, in regards to church history and theology. The other mm-hmm. was an actual gaming mm-hmm. question. Um uh, James Roberts also had something sort of in the the Facebook group and uh mm. and then Porcho had posted something in Discord that I thought was uh poignant. So can wh- okay. tell th- do you remember these? Uh I don't remember all of them. Okay, so Jesse's Jesse's. Um, there was one. Well, just I'm going to kind of try and recap these a little bit. Kay. Is that uh, Jesse? His two questions are uh, for his theology question. He said Origin emasculated mm. himself as a means of plucking an eye out to prevent sin. Is mm-hmm. chopping your genitalia off too much? He uses different mm-hmm. words and not, mm-hmm. he says, mm-hmm. I'm just gonna, is chopping your wiener off too much? Or is mm-hmm. that kind of zeal exactly what God intends for those who struggle with particular sin? Or is that level of zeal exactly what God intends for those who struggle with that particular sin? His gaming mm-hmm. question was, What do you think the gaming landscape will look like if Microsoft and Sony do go fully digital by the end of 2025? How does this affect game ownership? James Robert wrote Mm -hmm. in and said, is there a market for something akin to the Wii U, but in Switch form? In other words, uh, a Switch as the primary gaming device with an add-on that could make your TV the primary screen and switch the handheld to a secondary screen for immersive gameplay. Thinking back to Zombie U or the Wii U, and it was amazing. Mm -hmm. I feel like we need that dual screen, or at least I want it. Am I in the minority? Um, And then Porcho wrote uh many meaningless simulators have come out in recent years and they've turned the bleak and mundane into what some people consider fun uh, I feel like he mm. was throwing some shade there um mm. jobs and occupations we'd prefer to avoid are now something people pay for the privilege of sinking 50 hours into should your job be turned into a simulation and would you play it um which one mm. of those uh, out of those four there which one do you do you feel like sort of tackling tonight
0: hmm Uh, yeah because some of the man oh man i mean they're all they're all decent questions uh that sounded really rude thank you guys for submitting the questions um i feel like we could could tackle any of them Well, here's the thing: is that I I don't feel like there's any one that kind of just jumps out at me. Uh, do you have a preference? And, and I, honestly, I feel like Jesse's both of them like it's it's a twofer there. It's a, it's a
1: twofer. Exactly at some serious. point in time, I might I might want to double back to Jesse's, but I'm actually kind okay. of feeling James's.
0: Uh, okay, question okay, there tonight. you go. So we and.
1: Uh, my the the sort of the short answer for that question for me is that Mm -hmm. as long as i think the appeal of the switch is that it is sort of like you can dock it and then you can go Mm -hmm. You, you know yeah yeah and what like and i and i think honestly uh the fact that the wii u gamepad was tied to the the wii u in a way that like you couldn't move like if you could have a a a a system right where you would dock your switch into
2: Mm -hmm.
1: and maybe like i i don't know like i get what he's saying and i think Mm -hmm. that would be cool but that would be a very unwieldy piece of tech because you would basically have a console that could play and then you could just pull the, sw- like a switch component off. Whereas as a handheld
0: and then have something on the screen too. Mm-hmm. And I'm saying like, I, yeah, I that's, get it. Yeah. Cause, cause all the processing was done. Yeah. On the, on the, the actual system, the console itself, not the, not the game mm-hmm. pad for wii u yeah so you right. it's you're like
1: right. there would need to be like two units there um, right and i just i think that's a little unweldy like i yeah. do i think that would be really cool if nintendo did sort of introduce like sort of a a dock like home console sort of system that mm-hmm. paired up with a switch where and you could have some of those experiences again i think that'd be awesome but i also know that and, and maybe maybe that the switch 2 will have something like that but um yeah i don't know like i i like it i like the mm-hmm. idea i just don't think it's very I, I don't think it's i it's not
0: at all I, likely it's not likely i yeah. like
1: it what What about you what do you think?
0: Yeah, um well cuz yeah, the, similarly I don't think it's feasible. So here's the thing is that in order to do that, um that would significantly bump up the cost of mm-hmm. of the hardware. Um and so here's what I imagine would happen. So with the original switch and then the switch light, you have your console, right, come out, and it's much more expensive. Then you have the Switch Lite come out. Oh, it's an only handheld version, but you can still play all the games. Um, but it's only handheld, and it's cheaper. So in order to have all the hardware, you would need to start out with your initial bundle. So yeah, let's just call it Switch 2 for the sake of it. Switch 2 has the screen and the console and both have their processing power in there. That would have to be released first. Um, I do not see Nintendo releasing a peripheral, like a dock, a Switch 2 dock pro that has this processing power separately. It would have to all come bundled together. Um, and so they would have to be forward-thinking in that. Now, I say forward-thinking, however, this is looking backwards to Wii U and looking back to something that frankly didn't work in the market. And so that's where I think you, you run into issues is that in order to pull it off um, you would have to require that people pay upfront for it, but then you'd also have to have the developers to create games and experiences for it uh, that, that are dedicated to that hardware so you're limiting your, um, your audience base and then the games themselves have to be tailored to it. So I, I don't see anyone taking a risk on something that has already been tried and f- failed market-wise. I love my Wii U. I still have it. It's hooked up to a TV right now because we still play it. However, I, it was a market failure. And so I don't see Nintendo taking cues from a market failure and going back. I love the thought behind it, James, because I think Zombie U is fantastic on Wii U. I thought it was really cool. Um, it, it's not the most complex, you know. It's it's simple, whatever. But I really liked using. I like stinking Wind Waker HD, where you use your um, your um, the game pad on Wii U in order to equip your different things. You can see your map on the gamepad. All those things were really cool. However, I just don't see Nintendo actually using that in any way you know like the the least invasive version that i can think of that is that the dock itself would have some sort of processing power maybe it's processing power you know that's that's usually used to bump it up to 8k or whatever um but it would also allow you to send Video to both the TV and the handheld, and to send two different things to those two different destinations. Um, maybe, I mean, like that's the only way that I would see that possible. You wouldn't have too much, too much functionality on the handheld itself while you're using the screen. I, j- I just don't see that happening. Again, because Wii U was a market failure, I don't think Nintendo is go- is exactly going to be very keen to go back to that well in order to get ideas. But I think I've kind of beat a dead horse here. Um, wow, I like, I like, I get where you're coming from. I get the idea of a hybrid console or hybrid experiences like that. I just don't think there's a market for it.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I, I i i like it, and 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 personally, if they could do it in a way that didn't break the bank, that'd be pretty cool. Yeah, without compromising sort of the portability
0: of just mm-hmm. the switch model. Um, yeah, because I, frankly, I think, he, oh sorry, I was I'm, I'm totally running over you here. I think VR is more likely than a second screen because VR can create that second screen experience. Mm-hmm. by looking around somewhere. So I think that's much more likely than than a second screen.
1: Yeah, it's just a, it it's kind of an I get and Nintendo
0: going VR is very unlikely.
1: <laughs> well just Nintendo sort of, yeah. Nintendo's going to do what Nintendo does. Um mm-hmm. which is usually pretty interesting. But mm-hmm. yeah. Um but yeah. All right. So there you go uh james hopefully that was uh, a bit of an answer to your, your your question there we sympathize we actually would not we we neither one of us hates that idea no we just don't see nintendo doing it um yeah so moving on here i think it's you know sort of rounding out with
0: uh, shout outs and uh wh- yeah. what do you got for shout outs so i I'd like to shout out I know we kind of talk about him a lot, but Porcho and uh Porcho in particular, but the the hashtag gutbusters channel in our discord um because Porcho kind of championed this idea of daily checkups for everyone trying to get back in shape, lose a little weight, or in his case gain a little weight um so just having that accountability of dudes in there. Um, being intentional and checking up on each other, making sure that we're, we're hitting our goals, hitting our daily exercise goals, um, as opposed to, uh, you know, kind of unattainable things on a weekly basis. Like, no, just make sure you're doing the little things every day and eventually you're going to get there. So I really appreciate the encouragement because it's helped me personally a lot, knowing that someone is going to ask me about it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, the the Gutbusters. Like one, it's really kind of cool to see that channel being used a good mm-hmm. bit. Um, and uh, yeah, definitely kudos to Porcho for sort of heading some of that up. Uh, for me, uh, it's not necessarily in our community directly, but also yes, uh, I I want to shout out the guys that have been co oping with lately. You know, including nice. you know members of the community like uh deuce and parker are both in discord although both of them are much more like lurkers um micah cool. is also in the discord um mm-hmm. yeah so just it's it's been kind of cool to catch up with some of them and uh like hang out so uh shout out to the those guys for you know hanging out and playing games <laughs> yeah nice love it, so uh sort of really rounding this out here uh personal challenges uh mm-hmm. I've gotta be honest, I don't remember like it, it's like we we do the show notes and then I always forget to like move migrate this forward, and it's like, you <laughs> know what would probably be good is if I just listened to the last full episode like the last fifteen minutes of the full episode before mm-hmm. we like or just re- anyways um personal challenges. Honestly, uh, I'm, I'm not like just, you know, working on memorization and counting calories, mm-hmm. I think is really yeah. like, uh, my memorization is actually in a really good spot. Um, Sweet. I've been sort of able to like get on top of that and stay on top of that a little bit more lately. Um, awesome. So yeah. And then counting calories, uh, we we've had some illness, but yeah, it's been, mm-hmm. uh, kind of whatever, but, uh.
0: Yeah. How about you? What's your, I do remember what mine was cause it was memorization and, mm. and to set kind of like a, a daily, uh, uh, method of, of doing that, a kind of rhythm for, uh, for working on memorization. Um, and I have not done that. Um, I've, I have done a little bit of practicing memorization here and there, um, but it has not been consistent. And so I've failed in in my goal to kind of set that rhythm. So I'd like to extend that out for one more episode. So hopefully by the next time we get together, I can say, yes, this is what I'm doing and it's working. (laughs) I don't know if that's the right way of saying it, but at least that I'm, I'm being consistent with it. Yeah. Awesome. Well guys, uh, you know, we've had our question about this, this hybrid console here. We've talked about enjoying beating down your backlog if you enjoyed this episode and want to give us some pointers or if you had some things that you'd like to add, we'd love to hear from you. If you have a question you want to shoot our way, we'd love to hear from you. There's tons of ways that you can contact us. Um, all of those ways you can find on our Linktree at linktree.com backlog, the backlog breakdown. Um, or if you want to get a little more personal I, on the internet, I generally go by Broccolope and Nate goes by Nate underscore McKeever yeah
1: well josh i think uh we have uh done the things tonight Mm uh we we've Mm -hmm. you know it's been an interesting sort of night for uh, the the topic the conversation it's it's been a delight but i I think this is a probably a good place to put a just pin in it for now uh for Mm -hmm. for tonight and and until so we're calling it a night but
0: until next time what should they do That's right. You guys keep beating down your backlogs, and we'll keep breaking down the benefits.